You're listening to the Loose Cannon Comics Podcast. Check out Loose Cannon Comics on Instagram, SoundCloud.com, and iTunes. Also visit our Loose Cannon Comics YouTube page. Now, two men... No, I don't want to read Say it. And now, two men who have no idea how to please a woman, Tony and Eric. <laughs> and good evening and welcome to another installment of the Loose Cannon Comics Podcast. I'm Eric C. I'm Tony B. And we are here with none other than the man who cuts the stars, I guess you want to say? Yeah, Bri does. Biz. What's Hello up? everybody. Hey, how you doing, boys? What's good going to, on, man? Good to see you guys in person across the table instead of uh, on the uh, laptop when I'm listening to you guys. Trying to get in touch with you is like trying to get in touch with Barack Obama. <laughs> you got this, guys. <laughs> so have you thought of cloning yourself yet? I thought about it, but... Uh, yeah, that, that would be a good. I'm trying to make younger kids come up, like teaching them how to cut hair. I got one young kid that just came up in the barbershop. He's doing good right now. He's 18. So I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to just like put my skills off on the barber so they can hold it down if I have to leave or something like that. If I have an important event. Well, you know, that's kind of changed nowadays, too, because a lot of people back in the day, they wouldn't train other people because they would seem that's it as true. competition. Absolutely. Even like uh, I worked on a fishing boat for four years. And, like, you know, I got the bright idea after a year. Well, hey, you know, do you think you could uh, teach me some of this stuff? Or I can, nope. Really? Oh uh, and this guy's a nice dude. I think that's the coolest thing, by the way, fishing and stuff like that. I follow, I follow stuff online because I think that's so cool being out in the water away from everything. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fun until you do it every day, six yeah. days a week with no top on the fucking boat, freezing your, <laughs> your cock off. It's like the old Kung Fu master guy. I was like, I'll teach you 49 moves, the 50th one I might have to use on you one day. <laughs> oh, I, shit. I, I love how dude, they like, that's dope. Dudes, you know? dudes who work in the heat, you know, they're like, oh, you know, I'd like to do that fishing boat thing. It, yeah. give it a you try. give it a week and then uh, you're yeah. like, all right, I think I'm going to go back into the heat again. I'm saying that like I'm in the air conditioning cutting hair. I'm like, yeah, I want to work out in the boat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, it's cold in here. It's like because you got the AC cranking today. Yeah. Um, so you started you started Strong Island Styles. And for the people listening, uh, yeah. Brian owns uh, a barbershop called Strong Island Styles. How long ago did you start this? We started September 2006. It's our 11th year right now. How old were you when you started this? I started cutting hair when I was uh, when I was in high school. I started like I just brought the clippers with me everywhere. I thought I was like a thug at one point. I, so I wanted to give everybody these like gangster haircuts, and especially in our generation when we were younger, that was like the coolest thing to have like sharp haircuts and dress a certain way. So it played a part in our like lifestyle then. So I was so into it. I didn't even care about making money or making it my career. I just wanted to do it so bad. And then, you know, just like I think me beating it in people's heads that I wanted to cut their hair and I showed so much like uh like interest in it that people followed me for years and then when I opened my own shop it just it built up and and blew up a little bit and especially now because I still work so hard on it and building up our social media and like bringing in certain people I send feelers out to a lot of uh like 11 years later I send feelers out to like a lot of agents and management companies I said when you're in New York and you want some like New York hospitality give me a call and it's funny because they'll hit me back like quickly if you write a celebrity a message, they're not gonna hit you back. They don't see it. But you send the management a message, say, hey, listen, if you guys need haircuts or like anything while you're here, let me know. And you know, they hit me back. They hit you back pretty quick. Now you do. How old were you when you started? I started. I was 16. Okay, so when you opened up Strong Island Styles, how old were you? I was 22. Now it's funny because you said that you'd even start. You'd even try for money. Like you yeah. were just doing it just to do it. And I and I notice a lot of people that do that. That's kind of the formula. It's almost like when. Uh, when you go out and you're thirsty looking for chicks, you yeah. always go home empty-handed. Upset, yeah. When you go out and you're like, I'm not even trying tonight. And then it's like, yeah, then you go oh, home hey, empty-handed. What, hey, what's yeah. your, hey, what's your name? It's like Brian's not even trying to be successful, trying not even to make money. And then it's like, boom, his and barbershop takes but it's off. Like, 
you know, you got to. I, I think the listeners need to realize too. We're not talking about just some guy in a barbershop somewhere giving you, a, you know, giving you a fade or a flat top. I mean, this guy is incredible. I mean, yeah, his I work's mean, excellent. I now the funny thing about it is now would you. Did you ever think about this? That possibly your barbershops directly correlated to the popula- uh, to the popularity of uh, Jersey Shore because the blowout movement at the time. Now I hear two thousand six. I'm That's thinking funny. Air Force Ones and yeah. blowouts. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, that, we definitely did a lot of those. I was my barbershop was more gangster, so we had like more like the like the gang member kids and thugs. I definitely did a lot of Guido kids, especially ones I grew up. You know, with. you had the tape up kids coming in. I did, and I cut the Jersey Shore kids, like Mike the Situation. So I traveled with him for a year. You know, hold so. on, hold on. All right, so what's that Oof. like? The oh whole, my the god! Situ- now, now, hold on. <laughs> you can't drop that bomb. They all look like raisinets to me. So which ones? Which ones? The situation. He's so the Mike the Situation. He's he, the one that got thrown in jail, right? He was the one that had a drug problem, and he got in trouble with yeah, with his tax evasion. Oh, looks like we got a situation. That yeah, dude, yeah and okay. It's funny because when I first. I talked to them on on Facebook. They were at Mirage, the club in Westbury. Mirage, yo, he got shit. paid thirty thousand. This is when he was popular, the first and second season. Then after those seasons, he became the villain. Everybody hated him. He had no followers. Nobody cared about him. But when I when I cut him, he was the like he was the guy. Like at that point, he was the guy to like look for. So like, I cut his hair. We became cool with him. I started traveling with him a little bit on the East Coast. Now, when you say traveling with him, what, like he was doing appearances and you were cutting his, you were yeah. doing his tape up before the appearances? He was doing radio shows. He was going to every place. He had like, it's kind of like, kind of like a Conor McGregor now. He was really famous for like a one month, two month span, three month span. And he did radio show. Then he did appearance, 30,000. Then the next morning, a radio show where he was on TV, syndicated all over the country. And then that night, he had to go to a club in Manhattan, 40,000. You know, like. And this is really before social media popped off. Definitely. Too. So this is like MySpace times where, like, you put yes. pictures up on your wall and you're like, yo, check out my wall today. Absolutely. You know, like, you got to verbally tell people to go check your wall. It's like you can't even message them. But, like, yeah, yeah. just thinking about that much and also that much fame and notoriety right off the bat so what was yeah. this guy like behind the scenes he was actually like i didn't realize it then because on tv he, he was holding it together but before he started filming he had just gotten out of rehab so he was off of drugs he was working out he was really jacked up you know they picked him because they knew he was going to be have problems they could tell they gave him a lot of you know the, the casting people knew he had a history of drugs and like acting crazy so they knew he would be perfect for the wild card yeah, shock, <laughs> shocker so like the first two times i cut his hair he was so off i couldn't figure him out i'm like is he just really shy with me or weird with me then i started realizing he was on drugs and then he was asking me to get him drugs <laughs> and then he was like hey do you know anybody in your town he's like because he'd come to new york he wasn't from the city or from long island when he was here he'd ask me to get him stuff uh, you know, sometimes I, I would try to get him stuff and I would rip him off. And then uh, <laughs> I remember one time I got him, I got him real good. When I started to dislike him, <laughs> I got him good. And it's probably like one of your, one of your buddies. I don't even want to say who it is. They were the ones I'd call and say, do you know where I could get this guy? What he's looking for, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I started to really dislike him because he was kind of, he was so self-centered. He, he was a user. Yeah. He thought he was God on the cross at this time. He didn't care about nothing. He, all the kids that were traveling with him were kids that he grew up with were broke, didn't have money for food. They'd have to wait for him to want to eat before he bought them food. It was just like it, And I, I love how Brian like, goes, he called the people uh, on the island, probably your friends. Yeah. <laughs> well, everybody's like in bread anyway, so it's all like, you know, I it's know. like Oliver Twist on the North Shore. <laughs> I know some people. See? You know? So, I'm picturing like that scene in The Untouchables when like he's, he's shaving, you know, Capone, yeah. and he nicks him a little bit, and he's like... <laughs> <laughs> Yo, he was, one time I was cutting his hair in Lexington. He was at the W Hotel. And I remember this time because he was f- 
his head was nodding while he was cutting his hair. And then I noticed that he's got problems. This guy, he's on drugs. It's something really awful. Yeah, him. trying to trying to cut the hair of a heroin addict is pretty yeah, tough. Yeah, it with is. The nods. With the head movement. You're oh, like, man. you come out, like, that's actually how you made all your money. You came out with this, like, head rester that you put between his legs. And it just, stu- <laughs> so when they nod off, they can just they can just nod off completely. And then yeah. you can just get the hair I look at it like it's a sport. Like, I'm trying before he gets the full <laughs> nod. Can I get the fade right? Well, you if know? you start getting these rappers coming drinking lean, you better get that fucking yeah, thing. He's got Seriously. safety on his scissors, I'll, you know? <laughs> No homo, I'll just be your headrest, dude. I'll just yeah. hang out. I'll just talk just ho- to people. I held him by up. his hair once, actually. I swear to God, no lie. He had this, like, faux hawk. I have a picture of him the next day. He, he wrote a book. He actually oh, didn't write the book. How Some many pictures are there? Right? How many pop-ups it are there? It was how to it? get girls in the club, how to get dressed, like, all this Dude, I can stuff. see it. Like, it, it, you open it up. And then you, you like you wiggle the tab, and it looks like a chick dancing at the club. <laughs> I heard the sales were bad because the crayons were extra. <laughs> <laughs> Can you kids spell Jagerbomb? Oh my god! J A G E. Yeah, well, that's fucking that's that's wild that you got to be in that time and like because that Jersey Shore was huge. They're, I oh heard they're gosh. bringing it back. If yeah, that's true. It's not going to go nowhere. I don't feel like I feel like that 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 ship has sailed. Oh yeah, absolutely. We're I mean, in a time with scripted shows. Scripted shows that they spend 150 million on on a budget where people actually like have watch the things and better than movies. They ain't going back to watch reality TV show. Like, it, and it was just like the rest of the country found out about Guido's for the first time. Yeah, they were so like, did you know this is crazy fact? So when Jersey Shore blew up, Seaside Heights is a shithole. It's yeah. a hole. Like people go there for the after prom. The motels there are like, are like the Tides Motel. Brian Biz yeah. uses terrible language to describe town in Jersey on the air. It's a shithole. It's a terrible yeah. place. <laughs> yeah, you better watch out, man. Shithole. Oh, damn, shithole shithole town right to New now. Jersey. Oh yeah, I didn't think about that. They're gonna. I hope they don't have. Trump I hope they don't have a big Haitian population. They're gonna come kill me. They're gonna fucking. Uh, so people, people that seen Seaside Heights, New Jersey, from across the country, were obsessed with it immediately. They didn't know it was a little crappy beach town. They were taking flights to Newark Airport and staying there for the weekend and going, oh, my God, where did I just oh – they thought my. they were going to, like, a resort in Miami. They didn't know Seaside was they, like, oh they're like They're like the immigrants from the 1920s that literally thought the streets were paved with gold. <laughs> and then they get here, yeah. and it's just like – it's literally filled with garbage. Did you ever see the Looney Tunes episode where they wheel that giant mural aside? It's just like yes. a dump <laughs> <laughs> well, you know that that's the whole joke. The, the whole joke with the banana peels that um, you know how like in cartoons you always slip on a banana peel, and even in Mario Kart you throw a banana peel behind yeah. the car. In the 1920s, the sanitation was so poor in New York that people were slipping on the garbage. So that was wow. like the New York Times cliche: slip on a banana peel. Oh, I didn't know. That. And yeah, that's where you get useless facts here on Loose County Comics. I like that. So when you I opened up, you, when you opened up your store, now I remember you get you. I was around. You're a couple years younger than me. Uh, which is easy nowadays. I'm older than you. I'm yeah. old. I'm 35. Oh, you're older than me. Yeah. Wow. Somebody's. No, no, it's not. Yeah. A, it's not a contest. All right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so uh, as you're younger, um, <laughs> isn't that funny though? How you do meet some people and they always come off either older or younger. Yeah, you can't. I have do no you? radar. I can't tell anymore, especially with yeah, girls. Yeah, it's hard. I have no radar for how old people yeah, are. Yeah, he's just getting that excuse on uh, audio right now. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, they're going to play back this in the mini all accords one day. <laughs> you know, I respect women completely. Just can't tell the age. When you know? I'm registered and stuff, I could say, listen, go back to the audio. I told you I couldn't tell the, you know, registered Brian Bazil, my number. So when you were, I, I heard that you were first cutting hair. Like, so, and, and don't take this the wrong way, yeah. but like, you kind of like, broke the barrier a little bit you broke that glass ceiling like hillary clinton wanted to do uh-huh. you 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 were cutting hair at 16 as a dude 
Yeah, exactly. Now, everyone, you know, like in their machismo alpha male brains, thinking, yeah. is, you know, anybody that hey, anybody that cuts hair that's a dude yeah, is probably the, fucking the guy after he cuts his exactly. hair. Exactly. I wasn't cool then. And I grew up in Suffolk County, like in, in Ronkonkoma, where, oof, we could go on all day. Next about... stop, Ronkonkoma. <laughs> How many times do you hear that on the Long Island Railroad? You wake up like, oh, my God, I fell asleep on my Ronkonkoma. Oh, yeah, forget it. You know what? The only positive thing about living in Ronkonkoma is Heroin's if everywhere. you fall asleep on the yeah. Long Island Railroad, you always get to your house eventually. <laughs> People here like fuck. I'm in Ronkonkoma. You're yeah. like, oh yeah, I just slept and last stop. Don't yeah, have to set an alarm for that. Oh my god. But like you did, you like you. We call that Ronkompton, by the way. Ronkompton. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. I know. Well, you go out east. Like I used to go to Mastic, and Ooh. my cousin would be like, "Let's go to 7-Eleven, get into a fist fight." Oh, you go outside 7-Eleven, they're gonna start with you. I'm like, what sure. the fuck? This is what Some you guys kid do? With a mullet, with a Mustang, with different colored door panels, he's gonna get out with a Nietzsche shirt or a Pelly Pelly shirt. White kid missing his tooth, and he's gonna say you owe him ten bucks and give him five. Just say, listen, I could give you five for now. I'll give you those. Smoking Newport one. Hundreds. Yeah. Was smoking butts with his parents at fourteen at the dinner table. <laughs> exactly. That kind of guy. You yeah, know? with his mother. Yeah. His yeah, dad's not there. But when I go out to Mastic, it was like abandoned house, abandoned house, nice house. Uh Merry Christmas, nineteen eighty four in the window with a rusted out car. Nice house. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> You guys want to play some like pickup football? It's like no, we're gonna go get into a fight in the woods. Yeah, they're thugs out there. I was scared out there when I came out here. I uh, when I came out to Glencove, I was eighteen. I came out with my haircut and stuff, moved in with my dad, and I said it took me a year to understand the kids out here. I was so I was like, they're it's so different out here. I I didn't really understand. It took me a little while. People are pretty cool. It's definitely smart. Kids out here have the. Not to mention, I mean, not to make fun of kids I grew up in Ronkonkoma because I still keep in touch with a whole bunch of them, but kids out there are just a little more brainless out east. Well, I mean, you, you're coming from the North Shore of Long Island. That's true. And, and these kids you're grew coming up in from nice... the Gold Coast yeah. and highest tax district, highest rent district, mm -hmm. and you pay to be here. Like, you know, my parents busted their ass to buy a house in Babel Absolutely. You know, 20 years ago. They've been in Babel for 40 years. And the reason that you pay the you know, astronomical taxes that you pay is for the schools. Yeah. Like the high school I went to, it doesn't sound like it, but it's ranked 20th in the nation. No, now. it's gorgeous. You know, Suffolk County doesn't make a lot of sense also. Like you drive down the street and somebody made like a Dunkin' Donuts out of a house in a residential <laughs> neighborhood. And you're just like, how the fuck did this even get here? It's like, it's like an upper story. Nothing's going on up there. And you're just like, this is a house guy. I mean, I'll have a bagel and some coffee, yeah. but this is a house. And like, why is there still a blockbuster video there? Open yeah, like, why oh is there God. a blockbuster yeah. video? Then you want to go look around. Too. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some scary stuff. That I get. I got a text message from a kid out there, like on Facebook, like two, three years ago, and he said, "Hey, I heard you're doing really good. I see your pictures. I want to come out there visit you. Get a haircut from you." So just me being nice, I wrote back real quick because I didn't even really read it. It was a kid. He looked exactly the same since high school. I said, "Yeah, come out one day." He goes, "But you know, I don't have a car, so I'm gonna take the railroad. Can you pick me up from the train station?" I, right. Then I then I like paid attention. More than I signed up. For. Yeah. So I was like, "Oh shit, I don't need this kid." So I look at his page. I start looking. I said, "Yeah." I said, "Let me know because right now I'm real busy." I try. I tried to come up with an excuse. Two weeks later. He is on Channel 12 News, and it's Antoinette Biorty saying Lakeland Pharmacy has been robbed at gunpoint. The kid went in there with a gun, and he didn't. And the girl, Back, I remember pushed, the story. Girl pushed him to to the cash register. She opened it, and he goes, "I don't want this fucking money." He jumped over the cash register, knocked the cash over, went for the drugs, and then he got locked up. He could have took the money, ran. He was a gun. He bought fine. all the drugs yeah. he wanted. Yeah, he was fine. He took so long breaking open the safe thing with the drugs that he ended up getting he started locked browsing. Up. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's a uh, a slight uh, you know combination. That's a that's a mean combination. Bad education system drug addict possibly some inbreeding going on <laughs> and also when you go past the suffolk uh, the uh, into the suffolk county line all of a sudden you just drove down south 
Yeah. All you see is NASCAR stickers. All you see is it's the I call it the the land of the American flag. It's the biggest American flags you've ever seen around Suffolk true. County but then on the road. It's funny because but that's Suffolk, good. I mean, that's all really good nice me. places, and the kids are really down to earth and cool. But then you drive into a certain area of a town, like Smithtown's gorgeous, and Ronkonkoma, where I grew up, there's like nice parts, and the kids I still come out here and visit me. I hang out with them. They're down to earth. They have houses. They have careers in the city. You know, like. But then there's certain like little areas you drive in that it looks like it doesn't belong there. It's like, how do these people, like, it's just so weird. It's very strange. There's I guess always that like, one house in the block that has, like, a dishwasher on the lawn. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not even garbage day. It has been garbage day for, like, a week. You're just like, what is this doing? Yeah, it here? looks like everyone's having a garage sale for the past six yeah. years. The weirdest thing about Suffolk County, when I started going back and forth after high school to go visit my friends out there and say, come back out here, I'm like, they don't have curbs and sidewalks. The grass touches the street. Yeah. It's so weird. That's actually, weird. yeah. That's a. Uh, and now I know why we pay so much taxes out here. We got sidewalks. We got curbs. <laughs> you know? yeah, we, yeah. We got handicap spots. Yeah. Shit. We got lines in the road over there. It's like, just like, it might be some. It's just, it's just a different world. So really you is. show up to Glen Cove at 18. And so you're cutting hair. And what I was pretty much saying, the long winded thing was, like, it, it wasn't the cool, the per se, no, quote unquote, cool thing for dudes to do. So, like, how did you handle that? How did you handle getting into a profession that was dominated by females? And and usually it's the other way around. Yeah, I just think at first I did it for fun. And then little by little, everybody needed a haircut. Then that's when haircuts started catching on. Like, people wanted it every week instead of having, like, long hair. Everybody wanted, like, a sharp shape up. It started becoming cool to be cleaned up. So little by little, it started catching on. And I did it for fun. I kept saying, I went to I went to college for fashion. I went to school for, like, making clothing. I was screaming printer i was like making shirts for for companies and stuff like that and i thought that that was so cool and then like uh i was like i'm gonna do haircutting on the side like i'm gonna be a barber on the side and then it just like it got so big for me because there was no and this is another reason why i got successful in a place like the north shore of long island in suffolk county every kid i grew up with family are blue collar workers they're not they're not in the city they're not finance guys they're not hedge fund owners they're not that's only in Locust Valley and Mill Neck and stuff like that. I never met people like that until I moved to Glen Cove. When I was in Suffolk County, everybody's father was a mechanic or like a fireman or like a, a plumber. Yep. Or like there were some kids whose dad was like a barber in the city, like, you know, whatever. So like me using my hands, it, when I came out to Glen Cove, people were like, you want to be a bar? I never forget some girl. Her name starts with a P. I don't want to say her full name because she's in Glen Cove. She has kids now. She wrote me a message. She came to me one time. She goes, you want to be a barber? She's like, how are you going to make money? I was like, I don't know. I just really like it. I was like, I think it's cool. And she was like, she gave me a ugh. Like she thought she was so hot. And she wrote me a message like a few years ago. She wanted to get her like one-year-old kid a haircut. And she said to me, and this, she said it once. I never forgot it. She goes, I remember saying that you wanted to be a barber. And look how cool you made your barbershop and how big it blew up. And I was like, damn, she remembered what she talked shit about. I, I couldn't believe she actually remembered well, it. There's a quote from uh, Jim Carrey. I think that it was um, everyone that doubts you will eventually tell people how they knew you. That's Hey, that's cool. I like that. Because it's true. All the people that and all the people that get out there. I mean, because like, listen, man, I, I'm sitting with a microphone. In my apartment, me and Tony, and we've been working our asses off for three years. Yeah. You go home, your dad's like, Go, oh, you know, what are you doing with this uh, you know, with this podnast thing? Yeah, you know, they what, don't what are you doing it. with this comedy yeah. thing? And then everyone's like, Oh, you know, what what do you do with the comedy thing? And you know, we listen, man, we made videos for like two or three years and we were fucking working our asses off on them and then and then two hundred people see him. Yeah. It's like so the thing is, is with with people like uh, questioning you, and it's only it's their insecurities coming through. One hundred percent. I told you a long time ago too, and I watch your stuff. I'm like, your stuff is so funny, you guys. You just need the platform. You guys are doing everything right. 
but you just need a bigger platform. Like now you guys are blowing up because of the, you know, because you guys are doing the podcast, right? Which is amazing. And I knew it was going to happen to you guys eventually. I knew you guys were going to do, because you guys have a perfect camaraderie together. It's like works perfectly. I, I don't know. Just... You got to start small. We want to sell out the Olive Garden before you sell <laughs> Madison Square Garden. <laughs> are you drowning in student loan debt? Feel like you're going to be paying them off forever? Well, those days are over. Thanks now to Dedicide. Eliminate student loan debt with this small, easy-to-swallow capsule. It's filled with space-age patent chemicals that stops your debt dead in its tracks. So what's in it? Here, take it. It's cyanide. Our theory is if you're dead, you can pay. Call in the next 15 minutes and we'll double your order. Wait a minute. If one pill kills you, why do you have to double the order? Fine, we'll triple your order. Call in the next five minutes and we'll kill you absolutely free. Let's hear from some of our satisfied customers. Don't forget to ask our operators about our group rates. But wait, there's more. But there's more? Try debt aside for seniors. Go out on your own terms before Uncle Sam picks your pockets or the kids jam you in some home. No more bills for me. See you in hell, Fannie Mae. <laughs> Don't delay. All right. So we got um. Uh, we told some of the people that you're coming in. So some of our uh, listeners called up, and we have the voicemail line each week. Yeah. So let's hear some voicemails from the voicemail line. Let's do it. Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice messaging system. Loose Cannon Comics is not available. At the tone, please record your message. Hello. When you've finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Oh Hi, Tony. This is Lenore. Oh, How you doing? It's, oh she's back. She's back. She's back. <laughs> Tony, hello. The well, Boca Bri Express. This is this is the Lenore. Yeah, hi, now Lenore. Lenore is from uh from Boca, uh -huh. and uh, she's from Boca Raton. She's around. Uh, she's how old is she? Oh, as old as dirt. <laughs> so she she's old as dirt. She smokes <laughs> about a pack and a half of Capris a day, yeah. and uh just drinks nothing but white Zinfandel. Yeah. She has a thirst for Tony. Yeah, nice. I think it's the the Billy Zane, Jean Luc Picard esque head. You know, well, I you know, when you look like Vin Diesel after six months of chemo, they just line up. <laughs> I, you know what, though? Looking at you at this angle, though, if you ate six chicken parms a day, you could look like Dana White in three months. <laughs> he always looks like your dad, but he's about to yell at you, doesn't he, when you see him on TV, oh, Dana? absolutely. I oh get scared. All right, let's see what Lenore has to say. I have a feeling it's going to be she wants you. I, who could say? Doing, honey, I haven't heard from you in such a long time. <sighs> Maybe you, it's you, know, you hear that drag off the Capri? <laughs> She probably thinks I'm like a giant pack of butts. If you haven't called me in such a long time, that's probably why I haven't heard from you. All right, you. She says you haven't called me in a long time. Uh, so in 37 means, years, actually. So that means Pretty you would probably time. have had to call her at one point, right? I haven't called her in 37 years. That's how long it's been. And you are 37. 37. So I heard you having a stylist on the show tonight. That's wonderful. I have a beauty parlor that I go to. She's really great. Uh, it used to be a guy, but he got arrested for so I don't know what he was. I don't know what he was doing. But to be honest with you, Tony, I miss you, honey. 
All right, I want. She does whatever the topic is. Yeah. She'll just she doesn't even talk about it, and then she just like she just says hairstylist, and then goes back to how much she loves Tony. Right. She, she oh, just she loves Tony. It's just to you know proclaim her love to Tony. Maybe you can cut her hair. You, you get up on a ladder with one of those construction grinders. Yeah, hell yeah. You got one of those big clippers for her back. Oh my god. I want you to come down. Is she wearing like the one piece, like you know, like the outfit the ladies wear, like in Florida, like the one, like the the dress, the schmata? Yeah, she looks like Danny DeVito in a singlet. <laughs> I'm not saying she's hairy. <laughs> I'm not saying she's hairy, but her lower back actually has that little sign that says "Welcome to Jurassic Park." <laughs> Down here and service me, okay? I got the. Whoa! Hold on. This is this is the thing. When I pause it, we can't usually catch up on the little nuances. I gotta rewind this thing. It's you, honey. All right, I want you to come down here and service me, okay? I got the check. I'll give you the money, cash, whatever you want. Okay, so, uh, Brian, she said $10,000 about three months ago to go stay down there for a week and clean the pool. And, yeah, I told we him I'd hook him up with some is. Xanax and some Zimas yeah. oh, so he could maybe, maybe he can get the fucking courage up. But uh, yeah. the, the, she, the price kept changing. Now she's talking, she's talking money again. We do need money for the show. Yeah, why don't you go down there and take care of business? Because I have a girlfriend. We've been through this. I, know, I can't. You know. I can't. I can't bang a sixty year. You're single. We need money for the show. I'll pay for the flight. Get the fuck out of your mind. I'll go I, on Expedia right fucking now. Yeah, I bet you would. I just want you to service me, okay? <laughs> if you want me to use your new beauty parlor friend, I could do that too, okay? Surprise! She might want you in on the mix. What do you think? I'll go down there. I'll give her a haircut. I ain't touching her. <laughs> probably need two buzzers tied together like nunchucks. <laughs> Brian's like, oh, it's the first time I ever used a weed whacker. Oh my god! How All right, so let me know, honey. I love you. Goodbye. Christ, you couldn't she shave her with a lightsaber. Oh, that's so funny. She loves you, dude. Damn, Isn't that Tony, amazing? You gotta go down to Boca and go see her. She Tell got a big Buick. Smells like cigarettes. Yeah, I'll forget about it. She probably it's like oh, mothballs and cigarettes. Because oh. she needs the fur coats when she gets off the plane. You know, I moved down to Newport Beach. I had a different thing in mind. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought you got free packs in Newports all the time. I don't know what's going on. All right, let's go to our second voicemail. Hey, what's going on, man? You know who this is. Forget to call and uh, see what you've been up to. Listen, I heard you're going to have uh, the guy who cut your hair on the show tonight, huh? That's the word on the street there, huh? Maybe you can help you get that shit off your chin. You call a beard. All right. Uh, <laughs> I oh, guess he knows uh, you. I guess he knows you. Yeah, it's Cokehead Dad, everybody. Oh, your Cokehead friend, Dad. Your friend. Ah, yeah. Ah, ah, uh, uh. Um, yeah, Cokehead Dad. <laughs> Brian, Cokehead Dad loves to give us a call and just uh, pretty much just say whatever he wants at a very, very... Okay. So let, let's see what Cokehead Dad has to say. What's going on, man? You know who this is. Forget to call and uh, see what you've been up to. Listen, I heard you're going to have uh, the guy who cut your hair on the show tonight, huh? That's the word on the street there, huh? Maybe you can help you get that shit off your chin you call a beard. Uh, you know? What do you do? What do you do when you walk in there? Does that say you want to look like a cross between Matt Dillon and a Yorkie? <laughs> Yorkie. <laughs> right. He's uh, got you pegs, man. He's yeah, Matt pegs. Dillon and a Yorkie. I can see I it. I like that, uh, Matt You know what I, know what I really, I really feel like headbutting people when they call me Kevin Dillon? I'm like, have you fucking looked at me lately? Kevin Dillon, the guy from Entourage, oh, Matt Dillon's brother. Yeah. I was like, what am I, a primate? No, <laughs> I get I get all the generic white dudes. I get Ethan Hawke. Yeah. I get Matt hey, Dillon. Hey, that's a good one, Ethan Hawke. Well, anybody with eyebrows uh, that has a heavy set of eyebrows like myself, yeah. that's what happens. But a, a Yorkie, huh? And I thought my, my beard's pretty it was pretty solid. What do you think, uh, Tony? Hey, he's your friend, man. Don't look at me. Oh, my God. This guy is so coked up all the time, hence the coked <laughs> dad. So, anyways, listen. Listen, I was hoping if he'd help me out with a little problem I'm having here, because, you know, I'm starting to get, you know, a little bit older now, my, my older age and everything, and, you know, I, I got a little bit less in the front and a little bit more in the back, so I'm trying to figure out, like, you know, 
what can an older guy like me, not that I'm an older guy or anything, but you know, what can an older guy like me do to stay, you know, stay, still stay hip on the scene, you know what I mean? Because, you know, I'm still young, I'm still out there doing stuff, I have a good time, you know. Still young, he's five, he's 55, this guy drives around three Lamborghinis, three different Lamborghinis a week, and he's fucking flying. He just did $500 worth of cocaine, he just yeah. talked 100 miles an hour. Dude, he just took a shoelace, he just took a shoelace line of cocaine, and he's still going at it. <laughs> he's like embalmed already. Do you he know of any? Well, let, let's try to, even though this guy's a piece of shit, let's try to help Cokehead Dad out. Do you have any tips for guys that are losing their hair? Is there any actual remedy? Like, does Rogaine with minoxidil no, work? No, that stuff doesn't work. And, the, and that other Propecia stuff gives people severe anxiety and you can't get a boner. So I'd rather be, have a bald head and be able to get a boner. So what's the difference? <laughs> <laughs> I, and I heard also it, it can... <laughs> It can fuck with your head, too. Yeah, it makes you crazy. It actually does. I swear to God. Like, literally, one of my best friends... Actually, he's like a cousin of me. He did Propecia. It, it saved his hair from getting any worse, but he had severe anxiety, couldn't get a boner, and he had to get a therapy. He started getting fucking panic attacks. He had crazy. So your hair grows, and now you can get the girls. You just can't do anything with you them. You just panic. You get put in the nut house. <laughs> I used to have... Suicidal um, thoughts, like, all day, literally. Would you ever go toupee? Nah. I just have a bald... Being, having a bald head is so cool now that it's just like nobody cares anymore. Now, the craziest thing ever is... Most guys, their biggest insecurity is their hair. But 90% of girls don't notice the guy's hair. They don't give a fuck. So, like, that's the craziest thing ever. Like, most guys care so much, girls don't give a flying fuck. Oh, what else has changed? Guys think something's important and women don't think it's important exactly. at all. It's and it's, I thought it was yeah. important. I got my hair cut. In the 90s, it was so, in the, in the 80s and 90s, it was so weird to be bald that there's toupee shops were everywhere. Did you notice how many guys had, like, fakes and you look and go, what I had fuck? a I had a friend, okay? He had a dad that... At the Little League games, um, at, at fishing, he, he, he was bald. Yeah. Okay? Then the recital comes up. He's got hair. Toupee. The guy wore it like a, like a fancy hat that women wear. Oh, at so sometimes he was bald, sometimes he wore the toupee? Sometimes I feel like a nut, sometimes I don't. <laughs> was it at least a good one? Almond Joyce has nuts, Mounds don't. Okay? Yeah, Listen, he would weird. show up to the recital, to the Christmas party, to <laughs> this. With a, now hat. he's got fucking hair. I'm like, Dad, why has he got hair was now? Was it a good one? <laughs> no. But you get those ones, you get those ones that are like 400 oh, actually, bucks, and the, you can't tell. I get a, yeah. You get some that looks like somebody took out a gopher with a 22 and just yeah. shot it on top <laughs> I was just like, what is that? No, no, no. You were actually, if I think about Mickey it, Rourke, it, it was, it was a decent toupee. It said welcome on the top. <laughs> yeah, a six by six piece of shag carpet just sitting on top Have of Have you ever skull. seen Phil Spector? Oh, yeah. Did you ever see what his hair, his fake yeah, hair Yeah, he like? killed like six people and he has crazy hair, so <laughs> yeah. he got let go. Then when they took his jail picture, all of a sudden he had hair on the sides and no hair on top. Meanwhile, yeah. like an hour before in court, he had all this hair. His lawyer's like, it up, you know? <laughs> sir, he was doing his hair for three and a half hours prior to the murder, so he couldn't have ever committed them. All right, so uh, let's see what Cokehead Dad, uh, let's see if we can help him out. How about rehab? That's my suggestion to get his hair back. Yeah. What can an older guy like me do to stay, you know, stay, still stay hip on the scene, you know what I mean? Because, you know, I'm still young, I'm still out there doing stuff, I have a good time. I, you know, I don't want to lose it just yet, I'm not going to get a two pegs, I'm going to lose you, you know what I mean? But uh, that's the kind of, that's the boat I'm in. I don't want to look like you either, so, you know, <laughs> you know don't do that. Anyway, uh, you know, whatever he thinks, let me know, all right? All right, listen, I'm going to be up in the north, I'm going to be up in New York in a couple weeks, and uh, we'll get together, tell Steve I want to come out, I want to see what he's up to, and, uh, you know, I hope everything's good, I hope everything's going great in the new year. And if I took a Q-tip to his nostril and... and disgusting but you sucked could sell on it the i'd be high for three days you could sell the cutest. yeah you could sell that they'd be called lucy's from cokehead dad <laughs> yo who, who wants could, some booger sugar from cokehead dad he could actually put his nose to your nose sneeze and do a shotgun <laughs> oh my god all right let's go to our last voicemail 
Um, hi, Blue Cala Comics. How are you? This is Robert. Um, I live in Roslyn Heights. I oh, <laughs> you got Robert from Roslyn Heights. Oh my God! All right, that's too close for comfort. Yeah, that's why I'm scared. And he's like, I um, I know where Brian lives. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, uh, you, see, the thing is, now uh, we just put our number all over the place. Yeah, and I have the number on the back of my car. That sounds like a fucking leaf blower on four wheels. Tony was in it before. Oh, dude, it's so funny. Tony, how do you like uh, when I rev the engine, when I redline the engine? We're going out driving, and he, he jams the gas, and the car's like, Bwah! It hasn't had a muffler on it for about three months. And then he's like, then he's like, he pulls up next to like a fancy car, and he's like, Bwah! Bwah! It's redlining that fucking oh, shit. shit. Rubbin's racing, baby. So uh, so I drive through Roslyn, and uh, now uh, I, you uh, are uh, a person of the area now, Brian. Yeah, Congratulations. Thank you, pal. Homeowner. I hate the neighborhood, but yeah, it's cool. I hate the neighborhood, but love the house. I was on the side of, yeah, I moved to my girl's house, so I'm basically a roommate. I could get the fucking boot at any time so <laughs> so i was on the side of her house she built this house and i'm on the side of the house in the summertime the guy next to us hates us he's just he's like a old like you know he's a, probably a jewish guy who's a he's a uh, professor at a college extremely arrogant calls the cops on, i mean calls the people on us all the time for like construction saying we don't have permits i'm on the side of the house and i have tattoos when i was young i got covered in tattoos i don't even know i have them anymore i'm on the side of the house the guy walks over to me in the summer he goes excuse me i turn around i go hey how you doing he goes can i help you with something i said no, I'm just standing on the side. I was just taking the garbage out. And he was like, oh, you live here? I said, yeah, I live here. And he just shook his head and turned around. I said, the fuck just happened? I'm so confused. Well, I get to wait on these people five days a week. So, um, <laughs> so you, wonder, you get... wonder why I'm uh, tighter than a fucking wristwatch. <laughs> but you know what I learned? that, And you're good because you're extremely sharp and quick-witted. Is it like you really got to give them the same shit they give you kind of? About, you got to let them know that you're not a – like, how, how do you deal with it? Well, I, I, I tried to be nice. For yeah. the first couple of years. Now it's, no, you're getting it back. Now you to, don't give a fuck, right? No, I, I do, I, like, I give a fuck about my job, but, like, I'm not going to let these fucking people walk all over me kind of thing. You know, it's because, like, if you do show them an inch, they will take 18 miles. Oh, yeah. And one thing that always works, too, if you shut somebody down with a burn that is so clever and smart and funny and this hard, like, nuclear attack, oh, yeah. they'll realize that they know you're so much smarter than they are. Yeah. They won't insult you again because they'll know they're going to get another one. Well, like, somebody came up to me a couple days ago, and they were like, yeah, is the wine any good here? I go, no, actually, we have the worst wine on Long Island. <laughs> We, I go. We go. I, I go. We go from distributor to distributor, finding the most moldy, terrible wines we could find, and we serve them for your convenience. Yeah, that is. Fucking so we funny. have a noir malbec, you know. And now there like, is no place in the world. I'm gonna be honest. There is no place in the world. I grew up around Concoma and Glencove. There's no place in the world that the people around here are like no other human species in the fucking world. Do you feel the tension when you go into a parking lot, like Starbucks parking lot? I feel like... I got I cut off for a parking space the other day. The lady did not care. Went around me as I was pulling in and got the parking spot. Didn't even look at me. Oh, Brian's still looking for uh, feelings from people right? in this town. Oh, dude. No, no, check it out. Give it a year. Because right. I, 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 I feel it in my spine right now. I drive into the parking lot of CVS and I'm just, I get anxiety because I just want to, I just want to smash. Yeah. Smash everyone. Meanwhile, I went to Colorado. After I moved here, I started to look around here. Here. I went to Colorado. My brother got married. Colorado's awesome. We're in Colorado. Every person goes, "How you doing? You yeah, a good day? And it's I'm nice. Going, it's me? clean. It's not congested. I, it's, it's gorgeous. I would move there. In dude, a second. I, I actually, I, uh, I did that when I was down in the DR. So all the people there are the like, you know, the people that actually live there have a smile on their face. They're fucking cool. Hey, how you? Hey, what's going on? Eye contact. Blah blah blah. So like, I was kind of caught in the same thing. I came uh, in Brooklyn, Williamsburg. Mm -hmm. I'm like, hey, how you doing? Dead silence. Hey, how you doing? Dead silence. 
people are people are just like on their phones nowadays. Yeah, and we went to get coffee before this at Starbucks, and I hold the door open for some lady. She sees us, makes eye contact with me, doesn't say thank you. So now I just go, "You're welcome." Bro, <laughs> all I'm the not time. I'm gonna lie to you, man. I That's got up from so a seat. Funny. I got up from a seat last night in a bar. In a dream, and a guy took the seat and told me to go fuck myself. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, like, I woke up, I was like, what the, what the hell's going on in my life? Can't even get a break in his dream. All right, let's go to our third and final voicemail here. Um, Hi, Blue Cala Comics. How are you? This is Robert. Um, I live in Roslyn Heights. I live with my parents. Um, I didn't see that coming. No, I didn't either. Um, I was just hoping to discuss getting a new haircut because, well, when I go through psychological events, I like to get a new haircut, too. Psychological events. What is that? I don't, if he's going to have an episode, if there's going to be a seance at his house, I'm not sure. This is the thing. You lift the sewer from hell. If yeah. you lift it up, because we put the number all over the United States, taters who live I down in Tennessee. I can't believe we got a phone call from the Long Island Sewer Killer. This is amazing. Yeah, yeah. really. <laughs> yeah. It, we're, this, it, we'll put it next to your age of the women. <laughs> I'll put it on an external Beach hard July. drive yeah. on a USB so you have it for Mineola Courts and we have it for Mineola Courts. Yeah, he's so right Basically, like, make a new image for myself and start new and start fresh. Um, I have had a lot of trouble with issues with men, things like that. Um, just lots of fights and things and blotches of hair ripped out and just, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of pubic hair down there and just really unsightful things going on. Did anyone ever ask you to go full body on him? Oh, I have this old guy used to ask me to shave his back and I'd be like, yeah, brother, we can't do that here. <laughs> He's dead serious. Like, can you just do the top of my back? And I said, yeah. So I, I thought he meant to do the top of his back. He took his shirt off and he stood up at a chair. Like, oh, no, no, no. Oh my we God. can't do your whole back here, dude. That's uh, freaking me out. Yeah, yeah. People act like they just landed from Bro, the there's UFO. a girl on back. There's a girl. Not like I look at back page, but you know, we talk about this. <laughs> but I just happen to know about the girl. But I just happen to look on. There's a girl in Oyster Bay who does full body shaves <laughs> and this creepy old guy comes in. He went and got it. He's like, I go there like once every few months. He's like, she literally like naked or whatever. He's like, she shaves my whole body with clippers. I'm like, that's the craziest thing what? I ever heard. How He's like, it's nothing sexual. She on. shaves bodies with clippers. I'm like, yeah, I, I mean, I mean, it. I mean, I couldn't do that. I, I you know, I don't know about you, but that wouldn't get me quite in the mood. I think yeah, for I, her or for him. I'd come home mm. at night and I'd just be like, honey, I'm not having sex tonight. I just a bottle of wild turkey. In the I wonder table. what the right. yo. I wonder what the liner in a vacuum cleaner looks like. <laughs> Like a um, but I'm hoping to just turn things over and get a new hairdo. Um, I am moving to Bo- So it sounds like um, this guy needs a new haircut, calling the voicemails. It sounds like he needs a short haircut so his boyfriend doesn't pull his hair. Uh, clumps, he was saying clumps out. Can we call the cops first just in case? Yeah, I, well, the, <laughs> they the, probably know already. <laughs> the greatest thing is that this is all recorded and this is all time stamped and watermarked. So if we ever have to go back. And actually uh, deal with the court system that we have. We have protection. I always. feel like one of the girls that work at like Gossip is Strip Club right now. Like I need somebody to walk me into my car just in case. <laughs> Afterwards, everybody gets the walk to the car from the bouncer just in case. He's well, the bad guy for one of those Alex Cross movies, you know. <laughs> well, you're the actually first person that came over here that we didn't like treat like we were going to the Bat Cave. I usually put a burlap sack over their head yeah. and just drive around the block a couple times so they don't know where I live. Just I because used to the girls when I was a kid, I used to drive around Glen Cove like a hundred times. So I didn't know how to get to my house before cell phones and social media and stuff. And He's like before GPS, I was great. Yeah, oh. I know. It's like they're like, what? Why don't I go back to your place? It's just like I don't want you to know where I live. Right. And then they go to my house, and I'd be like, yeah, I live here by myself. And they see a picture of me and my parents at Disney World, like on the friggin' mantle. And they're like, who's that? I'm like, my roommates. And they're like, <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, this is my roommate's place. Yeah, this is my kids. They're older than I am. Yeah. That's my roommate Joe. He looks like my dad, but he's not. He's just my boy. We went to college together. Yeah. So what do you got coming up? Uh, I know that you. Uh, why don't you tell people about your product? 
So my hair product, I got a hair product that I designed, and I had a, a chemist like uh, come up with these. I, you know, I'm so sick of people going to CVS and spending all this money on a bunch of sh corporate shit that some guy in a in a friggin' loft somewhere in a, in that works for one of these hair product companies just says, let's put sticky shiny shit in this one, make it green, and call it this. Let's put that and like so. I actually, me being a barber working on people's hair, I made my own product. I dealt with a chemist, had it manufactured, and, and I'm keeping it boutique right now. A lot of people say, oh, why don't you try to get these big stores to sell it? I said because I want to keep the like the authenticity there still yeah i don't want to sell it yet i'm of course i would if, if target hit me up and said we want to put it everywhere or like one of these companies of course i would sell out in a second but i want to keep the authenticity there i want to show that it's still underground boutique do you ever get tired of people telling you what you should do uh like everyone's an expert always do. Yeah. on your field like i have i have people contact me versus email i got a bunch of ideas to make your podcast better yeah. So then I contact them. I'm like, well, like how much radio or podcast experience do you have? Or like what acting experience do you have? Have you done stand up? Have you done like the things I've done? Have you been like a lead in a commercial? It's right. like, no, and no, no. But I know about pocket. Well, what makes I'm sorry. Like I and listen, I do take that that um, that that criticism in because that's good to know. It's right. good to know what people are thinking. But it's like when you contact me and you go, I can make it a million times better. It's like, well, what what, what like qualifications gonna, yeah. do you have? That's like How me going to the governor nice. going, hey, man, I could really fix this infrastructure plan. Yeah. And like, what, You're a bartender. What are you talking about? What would happen if the show were a million times better? I mean, how... How could we even handle a show? We'd have our right? own TV channel. We'd right? just like the whole planet. Yeah. These TVs. And no, it would be like instead of cable vision, it'd be Tony and Eric. Yeah. Yeah. You guys do good at what you're doing already. Don't but I could just nobody. imagine but how people. A could... cop the other day. I have a cop who's from like a. He's he's a really nice guy, but he's older, and he thinks because he's a cop that he knows it all. You know. Yeah. And he, I have a lot of cops. All my friends are cops, so I nothing against cops. I have cops. My best friend is a cop, but he's like an older cop. He's from like uh, Suffolk County cop, whatever, and he's like. Listen, I want to give you a little advice, kid. This is what you got to do. You got to do shaves. You got to get alcohol in here. So you give the older guys a shave, alcohol, and you got to get two or three more pretty girls in here to do the haircuts. And I'm looking at him going, you, you've been a worker like for like getting paid by the county for the, your whole life. You never owned your own business. How are you going to give me advice? It's like how many chances have you – what you should say to these people, go, how many chances have you taken in your life? Right. And I'm like, I already have like I cut the neighborhood kids. <laughs> it's like weird. Like I never even though I cut like certain like, say, celebrities, even whether A list, D list, small guys, I still cut hair in the barbershop every day and still cut the neighborhood kids that hit me up on Instagram. Even the little kids that say, hey, I'm from another town would love to come to your shop one day. If my mom could drive me there, I write them back. And I'm like, dude, come by and I'll cut that little kid if he's yeah. in there. I don't I don't say, oh, I'm not cutting anybody. I don't I, because I, I live for my little funny shop that I talk all day long. And, and you're and you're hiring people due to their skills. You're not hiring people the way they look. Right. I mean, if it hey listen if nice you if you so happen there. to hire a male or a woman that's good looking <laughs> and very good with the clippers yeah, yeah, so home runs yeah. but like you go for talented and hungry people absolutely we're not corporate this is like a neighborhood little place i opened up it's like this is me personally i'm answering the yelp ad when somebody writes me a yelp ad i answer back some lady just burned me on yelp the first bad yelper i ever had now we don't have a lot of yelpers because we're not a corporate company that people are coming to see yeah we're a regular neighborhood destination that we cut the whole neighborhood i know every person that write me a yelp ad if they're gonna write me a yelp review i know who it is because yeah. it's usually somebody's in my one of our chairs ha, yeah have you ever have you ever thought of going like supercuts or like ever think about it's too hard because what happens is my our personal skills are we can't, can't we can't hire people that are going to do the same thing we do we we i we are, we're a specialty shop we're not just a regular barbershop we do different stuff than the average barbershop does so it's hard to find people to do it i've been asked that a lot of times and i thought about it i haven't even opened up a second location because 
to try to control a whole like a whole bunch of barbers and try to have them do what we do it's too hard right now i'm still just that, focused on how us. many like because that's a lot of personalities to deal with you have 24 almost individual if you had two places <clears throat> oh let's gosh. say you got 24 to 30 individuals now that and it's the way that it works in a barbershop not a lot of people know and i don't know if it works for every barbershop don't usually guys pay for their seats or yeah see they do that in some barbershops but ours is a walk-in barbershop our prices are fairly cheap and we do walk-ins no appointments and we just really just take it as it comes we have slow days my barbers make commission only they don't pay for their chair so if they have a really busy day around christmas they make good money same thing as the bartender yeah they make good money we have slow days today i went there to fix a couple things it was dead i felt sorry for one of my barbers he sat there all day long on his phone he probably made 25 dollars. like literally didn't make any money like yeah. only cut one or two people and like he was dead so it's yeah it's hit or miss but like i tell them like you got to be on point because if it gets busy boom that's the time to make money yeah absolutely when when people are walking through and you just keep it's just like it's, it's actually kind of like waiting tables it's like like you were it's saying about thing. going corporate it's like you don't want a bunch of and no offense but you don't want a bunch of tgi fridays going on you want yeah. strong island styles you want that organic exactly um, like i could see you opening up a place like in brooklyn or yeah, like cool. in see now like for those people that want the custom haircuts because everyone looks like they're from mumford and sons that's living <laughs> in williamsburg now so that'd be perfect bro the barbershop scene in brooklyn is so haywire right now i look at it every day it is so unbelievable there's like 30 to 50 barbershops in brooklyn in the cool area and they're 70 to 90 dollars a haircut and the guy who's cutting your hair it's he just he's new they're all new to it there's no barbers there that are like oh this guy's been at barber 20 years yeah. best barber there's none there's none like me not to say that i'm the best but me and my barbers are cutting hair 10 15 years and we were into our skills first they hire barbers that are fresh out of school and they say listen wear a pair of vans skin tight shorts and like a yeah a red like t-shirt with like a vans hat backwards and like you you don't have a guy who doesn't really doesn't like th this guy is so green yeah and you're paying 70 dollars because That's the barbershop crazy. looks so cool yeah and corporate guys in the finance industry own the barbershops they buy antique barber chairs they put coolest stuff they make it look vintage. that's the problem because in williamsburg <clears throat> i go to get a martini for my girlfriend it's a dirty martini the guy put, brings out a monocle and it takes 16 and a half minutes yeah. And it's like, dude, oh just move faster because it's like everybody's into the uh, – it's like, uh, is that martini organic? Uh, yeah. And they're like, well, the place is really cool, so that'll be $22. And it's like, listen, guy, yeah. I don't care how cool it is. I don't care if you actually made a frost. Yeah. Lower the price. Yeah, cut, yeah. My, cut my hair in a van as long as it looks good, right? Right. It's crazy. I wonder what the future of, like, Williamsburg, Brooklyn. It's just mega expensive where the average kid who started that cool hippie trend there is not going to be able to live there. Well, they, uh, you know what's so funny I, I find about that town is that it's one of the uh, – the actual people in there are probably the least for capitalism, but it's the most capitalistic yeah. society you'll ever run so into because the rent's through the roof. If you have a restaurant and you guys aren't good in the first three months, you're done. Audi. I mean, I've been eating there for about two and a half years. I haven't had a bad meal. It's crazy. That's some really cool places. It, it's uh, listen, man. I, I I'm not a, a fan of a hundred percent of the movement, right. but the actual renaissance that's going on in that place you go there 10 years ago you probably you, there's a good chance you're going to get robbed yeah it's a very seedy place so now what i think the, the light bulb went off in new york about 15 years ago with all the government they go how about this we've been trying to stop crime for years why don't we make it so fucking expensive that the only people that can live here are the people that are at work that are chained to their cubicle 12 hours a day so yeah. they can't commit any crimes because they're working too much <laughs> that's fuck that's really funny. i mean like it's like oh i can't rob that car i got to pay rent this yeah. month you know like and then <laughs> that is so funny it, it's true it's true i mean you're seeing it in brownsville now you see it in bedside yeah, it's starting scary. the gentrification starting to reach even the bronx now it's like you go to the bronx, the bronx you go to the yankee stadium too, yeah. my dad wouldn't take us into the city when 
when he was a cop, my dad wouldn't take us into the city unless he had his pistol on him. Yeah. Nowadays, you go to Yankee Stadium, it's safe as fuck. Yeah, well, what do you think right. New York City was like back in the 80s? Oh, Times yeah, Square in the scary. 80s? Oh, <laughs> Tony, that would have been your heyday. Fucking 25 cent fucking shows and yeah. shit like that. <laughs> Snapping snap your pickle in the fucking Crime duster. Like crazy, man. Yeah, Selling watches down by fucking Corona. So what do you think, like, what do you think forecasting, what is the next cool area to live in? Bronx somewhere? Is that going to be the next area that blows up, like a Williamsburg? I think that you're going to see Bed-Stuyvesant. I, mean, I think I think you're going to see, like, Brooklyn's going to just expand a little bit more. But what's the, like, Long Island City 10 years ago when I lived? I lived in Long Island City. Did I you? hated it. No way. I lived I lived there for a year. Uh-huh. Okay? I was lived right next to the Midtown Tunnel. And, by the way, the people that, I'm so glad they got rid of the tolls because those people who work at the tolls were borderline criminals. They get more fist fights than a Are bar. Are you serious? I, I reach out. I'm oh like, yo, keep it God. down. Straight, <laughs> yo, motherfuckers. Like, the going at, criminals. no joke, it was like an episode of World Star Hip Hop every yeah. night. <laughs> I'd be there with a pair of binoculars and a beard. Uh, yeah. That, like, yeah, that sounds so interesting yeah. to me. Just I'm feel- like, I'm trying to play Madden in here. Keep it down. Oh and then my you, can, God. you don't have a you don't have a driveway. You have to drive around a half an hour for parking. See, that would drive me the nuts. place smells like hot subway piss in the summer. Yeah. It's fucking freezing balls and there's snow all over the place, so you can't park now. Not in your non-existent driveway and on the street. Now there's no spots. Alternate alternate side parking. Two thousand dollars in tickets. Three yeah. flights up Holy with no elevator shit. to my house Hell with a fucking that, fifty bro. pound bulldog at the time and then finally my relationship was was awful at the time with my ex and we were we were done pretty much we're Uh walking down the street it's 98 degrees in long island city in august it smells like i'm i'm walking through urine yeah stiff stiff wind picks up garbage bag hits me right in the fucking face (laughs) i'm not talking like a little like plastic stop and shop bag i'm talking full white hefty bag with the zip ties get the fuck out of here it hits me in the she face. I literally so pulled. I was like one of the wet bandits. You know when he walks through the door and he has the saran wrap over his face. Oh, I'm gonna kill God. you, kid! He tars and feathers him. That's what. And I'm like, I literally drag it over my face. I go, I'm not living here anymore, and we're done. <laughs> <laughs> I was gone in about Dude, tw- twenty dope. days. Dad, in about twenty days. To, I just seen that in a movie in my picture in my head. I just seen that exactly. Oh yeah, trust me. I'll sell the movie one day. It's gonna have to be fourteen hours long where I just keep getting kicked in the fucking chops for about two and a half I hours. I don't care how good the sushi is, I can't deal with it. Like I'm more of a country boy at heart. Yeah, me too. I'm not, it's not for me. Oh, you, you know? don't give I'm me the woods. You really yeah. don't realize how much of a country boy you are until we moved to Long Island City because we grew up in Babel with the beach at the end of our block. Like you right, grew up like Tom North Sawyer. Shore, yeah. I'm like, I used to catch fish for lunch. Right. And it's like people in Long Island City are like, huh? Oh, the place is great. You only pay $4,000 for a fucking to suck on an exhaust pipe for right. the fucking the extent of you living there. Is there and, cool places by you in Long Island City? Was there like bars and cool oh, places yeah, to yeah. walk around? Yeah, absolutely. But when you don't drink, it's great. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. you know, all the bars and nightlife that really that really comes in handy. And right. the charm- so now I'm just sitting in an apartment with fucking Metro people yelling behind me at the tolls and I can't even get peace and quiet. And every. Yeah. <laughs> Every two seconds. Oh my God. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, screw that. <laughs> and then you have to have the train, the charm of the train, too. I was on the LIR a couple of days ago. The thing pulls up at like prime time. Next stop, you know, Hades. Yeah. The doors <laughs> open up. It was like one of those YouTube videos, of like Calcutta, where they all just like <laughs> flow to the door. 
And then, like, guys, like, hang on the side of the train. They crawl on the top. And I'm like, what the fuck is this, World War Z? I'm like, get me out of here. Beware of the closing doors, I'm please. I'm greasing myself up with popcorn butter so I can squeeze into the train naked. I'm like, this is horrible. How do people live like this? Next stop, hot piss smell. Yeah. The train stops oh at God, every stop in the world when you try to get home. It's like, the next stop is Mineola. The next yeah. stop is North, South, East, Westville. That I'm like, what? Funny. So what's the future of, like, traveling from Long Island into Manhattan in the future? Don't what? do it. Oh, yeah. yeah. It doesn't it doesn't it doesn't exist because I'm not doing yeah, it. Stay home. Yeah, fuck that. It's right? the 59th Street uh, bridge or bust for me. Yeah, I'm I'm never taking the Midtown Tunnel ever. Yeah. I'm not paying thirteen dollars because you look at the city; it's fifty bucks already. I'm not paying another thirteen just to drive through no, a fucking it's, tunnel. That's crazy. Sucks. Yeah. So 59th Street bridge all day, and if it's anywhere past 34th Street, I'm not showing up. Yeah. And if it's anywhere past uh, north of 68th, I'm not going. I want to tell you a funny, just a real quick story. I'm just laughing at what you just said. I went through the Midtown Tunnel like a month ago with my girl. I said, see that shit? Didn't even pay for that shit. Kept going. She goes, yeah, there's no toilet safe. Take our license plate. I was like, Brian's like, yeah. I like fucking got on to them. They'll take a picture and they're taking face recognition for you to put in the fucking database. I was like, I didn't pay shit. Football season is the best time of year until it's over. Now it's back to spending quality time with the family, and God knows you dread that. Now that football's over, babe, we can go to Madison's communion with the whole fam. Oh, and you can sit with me for Manny Petty, and we have brunch with my cousin's best friend and her kids. And we can try pottery like in Ghost and go to a lavender farm. Oh, can you grab my purse, babe? Don't take your own life, just take Hybertol. In a new, easy to drink, three gallon dose, it will knock you out from the Lombardi lift to the kickoff of next year. Side effects may include unemployment, divorce, bed sores, shingles, measles, mumps, polio, Ebola, hay fever, typhoid, smallpox, bigpox, bluepox, chickenpox, black plague, scurvy, and Richard Dreyfus syndrome. Thanks, Hybertol. So, yeah, listen, so everyone that is, like, kind of somebody, you, were, you mentioned it before, but we'll touch on it now, is everyone that's kind of somebody's coming to see you to get a haircut when they come in. Yeah, it's been, it's, it's been good lately. I just get the WWE. Yeah, I, I saw that. Those guys. That's, we'll, that was crazy. Well, uh, those guys are like, those dudes are like modern day carnies. They're on the road yes. 235 days a year. People don't realize how hard their life is. And, they're, really, for them. and yeah. they're decent people. They're, good, the they're regular too. guys. They're not getting paid big money. Like the regular kid that watches WWE, he thinks they're, they think they're all millionaires. They're no, not. No, not no, 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 no. They're traveling uh, coach in the back of a plane sitting next to a big chubby lady and like a regular guy like with his neck twisted going to each stop. They're staying at a, the Econo Lodge. They're staying at a Hampton Inn. They're not staying at the five-star they don't get, they don't. It doesn't get paid for. And they get hurt, too. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I mean, I think some of it gets paid for, but, like, the other day, the one guy, Enzo Amar, he was telling me, he's like, oh, I just, I rented a car. He was telling me he's going to be chilling in Brooklyn. He's like, oh, if you want to chill, I'm going to be in Brooklyn. And I was like, oh, that's cool. They rent you cars. Stuff. He's like, he looked at me and just laughed. He's like, I rented my own car. They don't rent you anything. <laughs> it's so funny. The wrestlers are like, and at SummerSlam, you're dead. And I'm going to bring all my receipts because I got taxes to yeah. do. And you guys, WWE is going to pay me back for all my rental cars and all my. Is that a write off? You know, it's like they bring back actual IRS from back in the day, Erwin R. Scheister, to actually right? do their paperwork for him. Yeah. But that's like, that's natural too, right? Like, you always presume anytime anybody's like in any kind of entertainment business, you think, think they're, they're like more successful. For life. Yeah, it's like yeah. us. They see us and they just think yeah, money. Dude, like, I'll right. tell people I'm a comedian. They're like, oh my God, like, do you play the seller? I'm like, I live in one. Yeah. <laughs> do you play the seller? Well, I, I switched the name of my apartment to Haiti this week, by the way. 
<laughs> from shithole. Um, well, dude, you cut you cut some. Pe- uh, and by the way, so in another full disclosure, so I felt like such a douche, right? So I'm like, uh, <laughs> to somebody, I'm a bartender, right? Yeah. So I'm like, you know, guys, bar- barbershop, I go to Conor McGregor's here, you yeah. know, uh, like like living vicariously through. How was that, dude? That was cool. He's like, it's the third time I cut his hair now, and he is super cool, man. He is really cool. He's like, in the beginning, I was a little intimidated by him because he had all these people around him, like kissing his ass and fanning him and doing whatever the hell he wanted. So I was like a little weird the first day I got there, and he was like walked out with a towel on. Uh, I was like. Like so freaked out, I had to wait an hour for him. I was like saying that, like I don't need this shit. But then, I'll, but then he was really cool. And then now, the last time I went there and cut his hair, which was like a couple weeks ago, he was super cool. We talked about all types of funny things. He was laughing on the floor, saying shit. He's a good personality. And you know, I gotta say one good thing about him. He knows how to work the crowd and like the and like how to use the camera to make himself somebody big. Like he knows exactly who to, how to aggravate the opponent and to get the crowd on his side. It's an art for him. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. is the best. Well, win the crowd, win Rome. That's yeah. the uh, that's the Irish factor, dude. It could be his voice, hands, too. Hands down, it's the Irish factor. Because, because if, if somebody with our accent did said the shit he said... He'd be a it condescending would, prick. Yeah, I picture exactly him coming out there. Exactly, a condescending prick. That's the charm of the Irish. Like, yeah. I mean, and don't get, don't get me wrong, I'm probably a little biased because I am Irish, but mm-hmm. th- like we obviously have wit. We're quick on our... You know, because like you come from an Irish family, they usually are really big families. Like yeah. my father's family, it's like he lives one of six siblings and seven total and it's an irish family both you know came from ireland uh raised their kids blah 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 if you didn't talk fast if you didn't get a joke out you weren't yeah. hurt at all like when i would go to a family function i have i have six uncles yeah and they're all hilarious and if you don't speak up and my uncle you always used to go look him in the eye kick him in the ass that's how yeah. i was taught as a kid it's like look him in the eye don't back down from anybody and irish have that too so they have the humor they have the confidence and they have the charisma Definitely. because just like you said it's a great point if you were a new yorker trying to say that shit you would be a heel you'd be a fuck and yeah. just like anything else connor's not stupid mm-hmm. he's using the human troll aspect and also he's a half ass wwf character absolutely wwe character sorry. he loves he loves vince mcmahon's whole thing and how that he built character stuff 100 percent. well Even and then he talks shit about wwe he likes the wwe and then also with the purchase of the ufc from this new entertainment business you're seeing the mega fights you're starting to see the intros the explosion the pyrotechnics kind of what k1 pride yeah. had back in the day um, Remember yeah. Affliction Fighting League? They had Megadeth yeah. playing on the side of the friggin' Yeah, I mean, it's, it's always been Sick. like that. There's always been a mix between uh, a show and a fight. Well, but that's then, what it is. The UFC kind of had to borrow the business model from the WWE in order to change itself from its previous model of just two guys slugging each other's yeah. brains out. They weren't going to get licensed. So I got to tell you kinda... something funny. Connors, I was, the first time I went to his hotel room, I was with two of his best friends from, from Vegas uh, that were went to Vegas with him and everything, but they were in his hotel room. They were from Ireland. The coolest, nicest guys. They were couldn't have been nicer to me. It's so cool and so inviting. And they were asking me questions about how what I how my shop is. That's why I thought they were such nice guys. They didn't look down at me like, oh, this well, is because they're the down to earth. Yeah, they were just great well, guys. You, you got to remember, like you know that that um, you know this is why I have an you know this is why I have an affic- uh, affection for uh, Italians for Spanish. Yeah. Because, I mean, the Spanish nowadays are just like my relatives back in the day. The Italians and the Irish are ones that built New York City. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, for all these people, you know, who came over on the Mayflower who were who are selling the stocks and doing all that shit while they were doing that, 
the Italians were building the place and we were policing the streets. Yeah. So, you know, so that's that third class, third class storage on the fucking Titanic, you know. That's true. That's that mentality. Yeah. Because you're not bigger than anybody. And if you try to run that I'm better than you shit in Ireland, yeah. they'll shut you down real quick. Not really, you not. try to fucking roll up with that pompous attitude to the pub. They're like, what the fuck? What are you talking about, mate? Yeah. You know, go pound, go pound salt, <laughs> you know. And that's true because they Scott, Scottish people are very self uh, deprecating. And so are Irish people. Yeah. They're always making themselves the joke. Yeah. But, I mean, the way Conor McGregor came in, but the difference between Conor McGregor is he backs it up. He does. And, he, yeah, he's whipping ass out there. He just – he fought – now, you cut his hair before that big press conference at the Barclays Center right. against Floyd Mayweather. Right. Did, and, you, did you happen to see Floyd Mayweather at all? Did you yeah, run I into him? The, I, the best part about that whole <laughs> night was I got stuck cutting his hair and we were late. My girl was meeting me at the Barclay Center because a Connor's agent now and me are super tight. He calls me all the time. He's the greatest guy. His name's Adi Attar. Shout out to Adi Attar. He also represents all Tony Ferguson, Michael Bisping, Chris Weidman, a lot of big people in the UFC and like football players and stuff. He is the nicest guy. He's just like us. He's down to earth. He's our age. Yeah. He built himself the biggest agency in the last few years, but he is also the nicest guy. He'll text me random stupid memes that he thinks are funny, and I'm like, this guy is dealing with hundred million dollar meetings and he's sending me stupid funny memes yeah, that he thinks are funny. At the end of the day, they're all humans. You right. gotta remember that. Like, I like I like I, I run into Action Bronson. Oh, lot. he's my one of my favorite people. Oh man. Yeah, he's he's uh he, he's an alright dude. I but like I've seen him in his underwear taking out his garbage. Really? Yeah, like, like you <laughs> oh know, my God, like, that's, that's really funny. But oh, it's like it's it's it is what it is. Yeah. You know, he lives across from my chick. Uh, no know, way. He lives across from my chick. But it's like That's pretty funny, actually. It, he is just he's just a regular dude. And it, look what it worked for him. He's on like the Vice channel. They love well, him. Well, Vice he is he is the spokesman. The the I was just talking to Johnny Brennan the other day, the jerky boys. Yeah. Um, and he was just on his show. So I ran into action last and I was like, hey, I was talking Talking to Johnny Brennan, and it was like he said he had a good Damn, time. Yeah, you run into Action Bronson like that, like just like out in the street, like, hey, what's up, brother? How you yeah, doing? I mean, like at first, I'm like, yeah. and now it's like, nah, eh, you know, it's okay. You know, like, dude, if you were ever on his show, you would, they would sign you guys right away because you're so quick witted. Not just like it's, you're so quick with stuff, and I wish kind of like I was like that. My uncle's like that. My uncles are very good at talking and they're very smooth i'm not like that i'm like uh, uh, you're so smooth at like doing that like talking and just being funny and entertaining it's like it's in your blood but as you you guys have the, the most perfect balance of it because well, you guys come up with stuff so fast well this is i used to tell you that back in the day when i used to cut your hair i'm like dude true. you're so funny well this is the this thing is this is the thing in, in high school you know it's like our fucking uh, you know it's like disruptive in class blah 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 because i was looking at punchlines. yeah i'm not looking for fucking i'm not looking for what one plus one fuck yeah. that shit i want to i want to know I want to examine the teacher. I want to know what's funny on him, what yeah. looks funny, what I can fucking make a reference to some weird 80s movie. Like, this is where my brain's going during the thing. And, and, and I told somebody the other day, they're like, don't you want a real job? You know, I was like, do you, I'd be doing this in a cubicle. Yeah. I, I'd be exactly. writing jokes in a cubicle. I'd be doing this. This is what I do am. What you love to do at the end of the day. And that's works. what you did. And that's yeah. why you're successful you have now. To. You have not, to. That was me in high school. And the guidance counselor, like, listen, Tony, you know, you got to get it together and really try to. I'm like, listen, don't worry about it. In 20 years, we're going to have this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, podcast, I'm, I'm yeah. working up to it. It's going to be great. He's don't like, I'm going to be mining for Bitcoin it's and doing a podcast. Don't worry about it's like, it. Do you have a time machine? Well, the one thing about that is like being on these kind of ventures, like a podcast or owning your own business. Because I see you as an entrepreneur. You started your own line, and yeah. we'll, and we'll tell people about that. But the uh, the the drive about Conor McGregor, um, his vision. I got to tell you a funny story about Conor McGregor. Yeah. So back to when I was in the hotel room with those guys, and they're taught, and I like I was telling you, they're the nicest guys. They were so cool. The one guy told me something, and we started talking about it, and it, and it like was like 
blew up like a light in my head. He goes, three and a half years ago, Connor didn't have a dollar. And I'm like, or three years ago, and I thought about it real quick. I'm like, this guy's on stage at Barclay right now, and the whole world is watching what he's going to say to Mayweather. Not even like, they're not even fighting yet. This is a, this is a, uh, a, a shit talk express all and, over the United and States. Three years ago, he didn't have a dollar. He was a regular dude. Yeah. So his friends was talking to me, and we were talking about how amazing it was his come up. And he goes, Connor came to the U.S., fought his first uh, UFC fight. He was skinny, had no tattoos. He beat up that guy. He got a $60,000 check, right? That was everything to him. He goes, dude, he bought custom suits. He bought uh, Gucci stuff. He bought his wife a Gucci bag and her a jacket. He said he got uh, a Rolex. He got all this stuff done. And now the next two press conferences when he came to UFC, he was a low-level – with the low-level pay – but when he went to the uh, when he went to the um, he looked like he was the champion. Yes, and when Fake he went to the events, it, what was it like when you, when they do like the the, the talking? Yeah, events when they got the, twelve guys, like who the fuck yeah. is that? They when brought it, him on, and now the whole crowd and everybody at home watching they watched Conor McGregor. He was the lowest level guy. There's guys on there who have been undefeated twenty fights in yeah. a row that did not nobody gave because they got no about. personality and they're wearing cowboy hats. And he goes, yeah. I remember, I'll never forget it when he was in that first press conference with his hair slicked back talking, with the glasses, yeah, talking shit to. Everybody yeah. gotta sell and, it, and then he goes. This guy in the back goes like, "Yeah, with leprechaun." He goes, "Huh? Who the fuck is this guy?" Yeah, that was Jeremy like, Stevens. Like, who the fuck? Like, who Jeremy is- Stevens knocked out twenty five people that were almost dead. His record is like thirty and whatever. Yeah. So twenty five of the worst knockouts. And he goes, "Who the fuck is that guy?" And everybody yeah. calls that guy now. Who the fuck is that like, guy? That's why are you like? The, yeah, exactly. The guy's like one of the most seasoned dudes on that stage. He's he's been in the UFC for maybe two fights, and he's like, "What are you doing in my lane?" Yeah. What this is? Yo, watch out! This is the Connor show now, right. and you're coming along for and the fucking ride. And he was the lowest, lowest paid fighter on that stage, but nobody knew it. People thought he was the Mayweather of that stage. But again, you got to be able to back it up too, because you could sell it. But if right. you went out there the next fight and just got the they, they tarred Thrashed. the floor with them, right? He'd be like, "Hey, that's who, who are you?" You know. Now, do you see a little bit of like I, I love Connor, yeah. and and I mean you can't. How can you not root for a dude, if especially if you're Irish and come from an Irish family? Like me, how can you not root for the right. dude? I see a little bit of Rocky Three in him right now, though. Well, I I don't like. Now listen, he's got he's it. A little you know, fired like up right now too, he's getting a little fired up. Yeah, and like he's drinking, he's going out, he's not training. He yeah. just started. Training he just started. Again. Well, and this is all from social media, so we really don't know what's going on. And he could be doing that to push it off to September. But you know, you got to remember what got you to the dance. Absolutely. And you got to remember the reason that people like him uh-huh. is they want to see him knock people out with that touch of death in yeah. his left hand. When you're rolling around with little fucking Hot Wheel cars for your kid, that's a Range Rover. While you got matching Range Rovers, while you right. shut down a fucking carnival for a day to get your whole family there. Right. Like, dude. It's starting to get people are going to start getting tired of it. When You're you, right. It, I think not so. even like I, mean, I, I don't know. I, hey, listen, more power to you, okay? But I'm really I, I don't I'm not really worried. I'm not losing fucking sleep over it. But like, dude, you only you only got 110 million dollars. I know that sounds crazy. Right. You only got <laughs> That's you. It, huh? you but only, we don't really know that. We don't even know if he got 50 million. He's saying that he got 100 million. Okay. He also said I, he got you know. So we he could have got a lot less. Word though, I would take. Let's just say let's take him for his word for 100 mil. Right. Okay. If you if you didn't spend anything and you lived modestly, you could take care of four generations of your family. Absolutely, completely right. But I see him with the watches. I see him with the Gucci oh, he's bag, going crazy matching money, fucking yeah. this, doing this, doing that, dude. He's gonna like. What is he thinking? Is he thinking? I I think this is his train of thought. 
that he's he's chilling, he's going to do it, right? But he's relying on his skills, which is a dangerous thing to be. He's going to relinquish the belts because he doesn't want to fight till September. Right. Then uh, Khabibinov, I can never do their fucking names. Yeah. Uh, uh, Manorov and Tyrone Woodley, I think, who you just, who's the champion that? No, he's going to fight Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson. Yeah. Brooklyn. And you fought, and you cut, Ty- cut Tyrone You didn't Woodley fight too. Tyrone Woodley. Yeah, not if, You cut I his hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think. I would, though, if they gave me a, a little check, bit beat up for a couple ding, months. Ding, ding, ding. Here comes Brian Biz, <laughs> and it's over. <laughs> I just dive on the floor. Um, after that, after they they relinquish the belts, somebody gets the belt, and let's say it's Khabib, and they yeah. go in, and and then Connor just comes in and wins the belts again, and then he's right on top of the world That's again. That's true. I didn't think about that. See, you just brought up a good point. Today, I thought about that when I read it said Dana White is going to take the belt away from him, and I'm like, so if they do take it away, it takes another couple months off, parties it up, and then all of a sudden just KOs him. Like, the next thing, he just gets his belt back. It's nothing. Do you – like, everything from Connor is premeditated. It's all a strategic. Yes and no, because when I was talking to him, he seemed like he was so sporadic with things. And the things he was talking about, I brought up training in Thailand. I said, yo, I've been watching Cody Garbrandt training in Thailand and stuff. And this elephant's there. All of a sudden, five minutes later, he's talking to his girl. He's like, you want to go to Thailand? Spend two weeks there. And then his friend was like, yeah, you can ride elephants. He goes, I'll buy you a fucking elephant. And I was, I let, we yeah. laughed in that room so hard. He goes, I'll buy you a fucking elephant. But then all of a sudden he's like, fuck, I want to go to Thailand now. I literally gave him the idea. You know, and he was like, babe, I want to go to Thailand. It's like subconsciously. Yeah. Um, no, what's kind of crazy is that I noticed that during the, uh, the press conferences that the fourth press conference around now it's, it's very good. It's always kind of like comedy uh, leaving, leaving, uh, leave them wanting more. Yeah. Now, when you're exposed a lot, now Connor's a dude who's living in, you know, fucking living in his car, poor as shit, over in Ireland, was a plumber, like you said, yeah. had a dollar in his pocket, right? This guy is not a brain surgeon. He's a fighter. Okay, he's gonna make mistakes. He's a very open personality. You leave yourself open, very much in, excuse me, in the media. But when this guy, he sits there and he talks about all the money that he's got, all the shit that's going on. You, you look for a little bit of a downfall coming up, and I hope that doesn't happen That's to scary. him. But he listened. Speaking of downfall, he lost two of his last four fights. And but when you go the, against the greatest boxer of all time in your first boxing really lost, match, yeah, hundred million. And if he really didn't run out of gas, it would have went. I, I think if he would have cardioed better, they only gave him three months for the fight. Yeah. Usually it's six months because when I first heard the fight about Mayweather, I go, "They're already fighting already." Yeah. I go, it "Usually takes six months to get to a fight." If he had six months of training, he could have probably went the distance. Still wouldn't have won. Yeah. But he would have went the distance. And right. what are the, what's the chances that he might have received some serious hits in the Mayweather fight? I mean, you talk about there was talk about maybe contracting some kind of brain damage. And not wanting to risk any more brain damage. I mean, you look at these UFC fighters. Oh, my God. There's a small percentage of guys who do well and make money. But yeah. even if you're doing well and making money, is it worth that kind of serious traumatic brain injury? No, it really isn't. in the road? Look at Alistair Overeem. He just got knocked out by Nugannon or whatever. They, I oh think he just God. woke up. I, think he, I don't know if he's still awake. Or he li- got lifted off this guy. Um, Overeem, he's a he's a fucking you know kickboxing champion, K one champion. He's he's won a title everywhere. He beat up Brock Lesnar like it was nothing. Oh, oh I mean that was that was uh, Overeem on the juice though. Yeah, not that's off true. The juice oh yeah, you saw it. It's crazy. Because Overeem, the golden snitch. Well, speaking of golden snitch, your your boy's uh, with uh, Shab, right? Yes. Brandon Schaub's a man. I actually met him the day I caught Connor's hair, and he was also down to earth. He's been texting me the lately, golden too. golden cool. snitch, bro. He's blowing up, too. It's funny because, it, you know, he does what you guys do. He's very smooth at talking. Personality. And he said he never trained. He hasn't took any, like, training or nothing. He's like, I just like I like it so much. Well, the it's- only difference between him and us is that he can kill somebody with his hands. Yeah, but you guys are funnier than him. <laughs> he just has the platform right now because he's Joe Rogan, you know. He he's you know and then the fighter and the kid. Uh, oh, he, he has had, a funny guy. On he there. had that show, but the the other guy I can't. Oh my! 
is it still on? Does he still the do fucking it? Guy. I think they. I think Shab's getting too big for the fighter and the yeah, kid. To be honest with you, he just got a phone call from like he was doing Bellator, then he was doing this. He's getting he's getting like paid to do big events now. With Shab, yeah, he, he loves he, it. He pretty much just does whatever he wants. The scary to. thing with him is Dana White is extremely powerful, and Dana White is very very weird. He's jealous of certain people, even though he has no right to be, because these guys are small people. Like Banner Shab is a nobody to Dana White. Dana White's worth a half a billion personally, supposedly. Yeah. So like Dana White does not like Brandon Schwab. He has blackballed him from every UFC event. He has blackballed him from commentating on certain events that have to do with the UFC, all because of Ronda Rousey. Brandon Schwab was dating Ronda Rousey. And Brandon Schwab told me when Brandon I was Schwab was there. When did he date her? Oh, he was he made there he was fit that's why he's famous. People know him for dating Ronda Rousey. He's with her for like a year or two. So when she was at the highlight of her career, yeah. you'll look at look up pictures of them. You'll see pictures of them all over no the place. Shit. So the crazy thing is Dana White, He, from what he told me, Dana White was fooling around with Ronda Rousey. And he said, we were t- together. We were what? away somewhere. We were on vacation, me and her, and her phone was blowing up. And literally, it was Dana White calling her cell phone. Now, he said, I knew something was weird about her and Dana because once we were her dating and it went out that we were dating like on, in the scene, Dana White didn't like me anymore because I felt like he was putting her up one of these pedestals. That's why she was getting the Sports Illustrated shoots. She was getting all these TV shows. He was giving her all that stuff because he's an extremely powerful guy. He called her. He said, I'm sending you a car service. I want to come see you. I'm, I'm in Vegas, whatever. I think they live in Vegas this time. And she's like, oh, I'm away right now. And he got pissed at her. And then Brandon Schwab got on the phone and said like, yo, dude, like I'm like – in Colorado with her and he's like after that me and Dana had a terrible relationship after that he's like and he was never nice to me or something like that after that Shab's, re- Shab's career got starched <laughs> in the UFC <laughs> and Dana White's a scary dude bro he, he has a lot of people that he personally doesn't like and it's like small level people like why would you want to hurt these small people they they fought in your in your promotion and got 15,000 the night they fought three years ago like they're poor well, guys are trying like to get money a lot of drama Oh yeah, you know, and he's just a strange guy. He's like he's literally like a new age Hitler, Dana White behind the scenes. <laughs> scary guy. He's a scary person. You know, no we, shit. we tried to take over Poland. That was crazy, huh? <laughs> we tried to take over Poland. That was crazy. And <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't even know that about it. Well, you can see it during the interviews with Dana White that he's like a fucking rubber band on its last pole. Like it's yeah. about to, it's about to just snap. If I was him, I'd be like falling back and just like run He's good at running it, but he like takes shots at his fighters. Like he took shot at fucking, uh, Luke Rockhold was like, you know, how could you let this guy, Bisping fight this guy? And Luke Rockhold will never fight for another championship. And he's he like, says, right? he's like, you stick to modeling. I'll stick to fi- to fight ma- matchmaking. And everybody's like, holy yeah, shit. And then Luke Rockhold should show up to his goddamn office and give him a roundhouse kick into right? his temple. Yeah. Hell Cause yeah. Luke Rock, yo, Luke Rockhold's my boy. No he's homo. Fighter, yeah. Because yeah. Worth that he's a good looking dude. He's yeah. like Van Dam Part Two, who yeah. can actually do it, and he knocks fuckers out. Yeah, he's a tough. Is, if he can make it Strike past forced. the beginning of the second round, because uh-huh. that's when he always has trouble, dude. Yeah, he always he's got that chin now that's questionable because he gets hit with he. I mean, oh, uh, who's the guy fighting in the championship this week? Didn't he knock out? Um, Steve Miocic or yeah, Steve Miocic knocked him out. That's how that was one of the uh, was I think it? It on the way been. to the title or uh, maybe a title defense for him. No, I think that was Bisping that knocked him out. Could have been Bisping. You know what? There's so many fucking guys in yeah, the thing. I'm I literally looked at the divisions classes. the other night, and I was like, all right, I got to learn this. You want to hear they something all have crazy names. that I heard from a doctor? So, like, I'm super into UFC fighting or whatever, and, like, one of the doctors that comes in that I always talk UFC fighting with, he's like, yo, he's like, facts. I want to tell you something. He's like, when you get knocked out, he's like, you'll see a fighter go on, like, a 20-fight win streak, whatever, be the champion. He goes, and they've never been knocked out. They've lost fights, like, due to, like, uh, like decision. He goes, but if you notice – when somebody gets KO'd for the first time really good, like knocked out where like, you know, they lose a fight. He's like, 
what happens is when you get hot, when the lights go out, boom, like that one time really hard, he's like, you're really susceptible to getting knocked out now because your brain now as like a safety precaution, when you get hit half as hard in the chin, the electric goes out and you go to sleep because your brain is trying to safely make you fall down so you don't break something or whatever. So he's like, if you notice like Anderson Silva got knocked out, boom, then he's got knocked out after that. This guy has got knocked Same out. Same thing boom, happened to Chuck Liddell. Out. Chuck Liddell. Yeah, he got he's knocked out. He's the perfect example, dude. He had – and um, uh, who else is the – He said you who's the toughest the guy. Sto- who's the stocky dude? Uh, Matt Hunt, I believe his name is. Oh, Mark Hunt. Mark Hunt. Yeah. Now, Mark Hunt, that's that's dangerous territory. The scariest guy Because, ever. I mean, he is – I think he is Samoan, right? Yeah. I mean, he's in. He's so from like that New kind of lineage where he's got yeah. a fucking – four. he's got a head like a fire hydrant. Yeah. And he's, he's been taking shots since 1990, since Bush was in office. Off him? Brock Lesnar was all juiced up. He, he failed you started. They still let him fight because he was the main card. And he – Pulverize. When I'm at the gym, sometimes I watch the like the the best of videos, and you see Brock Lesnar pulverizing him. It's like scary to watch it. You're going, "Oh my god!" That's ridiculous. So that's another thing you're dealing with too. You're dealing with these guys who might potentially be on some kind of performance enhancing drugs, and it's like, what do you want me to do? I'm supposed to go in there and fight an orangutan? You know, I'm right. A, 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 you know, a Siberian tigers. You know, rip my head off. Yeah, it's <laughs> I'm not di- doing that. It's much different when it's you're true. talking about Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa hitting balls over a fence right. seventy times. Yeah, exactly. Then hand to hand combat where someone could die. You're gonna walk in a cage. The guy stands at the gate. He jacks himself up with a T virus from Resident Evil and goes walking in there. It's <laughs> right? like, guy, I don't think so. <laughs> what do you guys think about John Jones? Do you think he really? What do you think he did? Like he did with that? Oh, I think he's. I think he's. A, I think he's a chronic fuck up. Yeah, that's what it is. He's I just... think that he's got something in his head that doesn't allow him to succeed. It's I've seen it in people with talent and that are very they intelligent. They have they have a self destruct tendency. Yeah, they that's have. True. That's what they do. They when so like sad. when they come up to a big spot. I don't know what it is. Maybe he does this so if he does lose, he's got an excuse. Or but I mean, I heard this on the Joe Rogan podcast, and you're closer to the UFC world than I am, but. Apparently, what they do is he loves to party. He loves to do coke. Yeah. And apparently, what they did is sometimes they will cut coke with creatine. Oh, I heard this. That's so interesting. I so, heard but I don't buy that because, like, you know, know baby aspirin's a lot cheaper than than creatine. But maybe some. I mean, listen. You know, I haven't stepped on coke uh, ever, so yeah. I really don't know. <laughs> so, but uh, you know, last time it was the dick pills. Yeah. It was like the gas station used, dick pills, apparently, yeah, because some of those, right, yeah. like when they make these fake pills, apparently, and this is all via the Joe Rogan podcast, so I don't know if it's true or not. But apparently, what they do is they make all these fake pills in the same vats. So like the same pill they're making like fake steroids for, they're making the boner pills for, and then it's like you have traces of actual steroids in those pills. Yeah, that could be So true. you don't really know what you're taking. So you take that shit and then you show up and they fucking pop you. Yeah. But that guy is amazing. So that guy could do it without it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the, what I'm saying. He really didn't need it. I looked at him fight Cormier. I'm like, even if he didn't do juice, he would have won anyway. Uh, but he, mentally he wouldn't have. You're saying. But, but he, this too, like, you, you know, you're getting a little bit older. You want to hold on to it. You know, your career is kind of starting to wind down. Is it worth? It's kind of worth the risk. Maybe I'll get caught. Maybe I won't. But, but then, I'll maintain my career for a while. Then I could see DC yeah. taking it. But John Jones is twenty eight. Yeah, he's, exactly. He's actually on the cusps of his prime. So in now, the UFC. one of the things that I read that was kind of weird about the John Jones things is they do a blood test, right? USADA does blood tests. They do it all Before the time. Before and after and all that shit. Supposedly, yeah. the the thing that John Jones took was not in this bloodstream. Wouldn't have came up on a blood test. It would have only came up on a piss test. And John Jones and his crew knew they're not going to give us piss tests. They're only giving us blood tests. They go to the next level. Supposedly, the first night ever, USADA said we're doing piss tests and blood tests. And they panicked. Supposedly, that's what I heard. They said that was the first night you saw to actually did a piss test in, in a long time. They usually did not do pee tests. They oh, only did shit. blood tests. So I think he may have gotten caught that way. I'm Big Bubba. 
Welcome to Big Bubba's Barbecue. Come on in. This summer we got more deals than a three-armed gypsy. Our Big Bubba Boobios, $3.99. Then we got our barbecue can clams, $4.50. And for you guys with a big hunger, we got our barbecue jam sandwich, $5.99. We got rides for the kids, $6.99. Or I sleep with your wife, dealer's choice. <laughs> Checkers, did you fart again? Don't take my word for it. Let's hear the critics. Oh damn, that's just a good rub. What's in that rub? Big Bubba, what's in that rub? What's in that rub, Big Bubba? What's in that rub, Big Bubba? What's in that rub? We got Weigh Your Wife Wednesdays. Bring her down, she pays what she weighs. We got Food Stamp Fridays. So come on down, we'll shoot the shit. And remember, you can't lick your old Uncle Bubba. Come on down and see Checkers. But like you know, we're actually we're hosting yeah. a show at Governor's uh, on February twenty fourth. Nice. It's gonna be a Loose Cannon Comics production. Yeah. You're more than welcome to be I our guest to, yeah, of I honor. Check it out. Uh, you know, we fucking you'll come and wax Tony's fucking head. Yeah, we'll do anything. We'll buff, bring the, bring the automatic buffer to buff his head. How All do you right. feel about bald people? Do you feel like they turn like their it. back on you? <laughs> Well, I was half I was half bald when I first met nah, you. No, so he used to come in all the time. He came for a lot of years. I, I, you know, a couple of my barbers are bald, so I think it's cool. I think it's just so simple. You don't have to worry about like going and waiting in a busy barbershop once a week. You know, I, t I tell my barbers, I'm like, if I if I didn't get haircuts myself in the mirror, I didn't get myself a haircut, I would never come to this barbershop and sit here. I got anxiety, and I hate going to places that are busy with people yakking yeah. and all crazy. I would never come here. I would go to the old man that fucks my hair up. Yeah, and you know, and uh, the funny thing is, it's kind of like me when I stopped drinking, like. You see friends fall off. How many bald people oh you don't God. talk to anymore? It's, yeah, it's, it's, and it's very they similar. Feel weird that to see me. Meanwhile, I'm like, dude, that's dope. Yeah, they're, like, like, that's they're like ducking you at Stop and Shop. Right? They're like, yo, dude, it's okay that you, you're follically challenged. It's <laughs> yeah, like, yo, it's okay I'll come give you that. a buff. Grow a beard. I'll trim that shit. Like, yeah. we can still hang out. You right. know? I remember like when I first went to see him, like, I grew my hair back in. Like, I have, like, a, I have a receding hairline back down to, like, the small of my back. Yeah. So I go in there, and I'm like, you know, I'm like, hey, I want to, like, you know, can you make me, like, you know. And he's kind of looking at me like, what do you want me to do with this guy? <laughs> what am I supposed to do with this? Well, listen, I, I have an idea right now, okay? Brian, Bri, you brought something, right? Yeah. All right, can, can you can you grab that for us? We we brought a wig. He's oh, got a, a wig? Brian's got a wig for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I, like how it's, I like how it's a blonde lady. Hey, uh, could you uh, roll on Greece Instagram lightning. Live for us yeah, there, Brian? So we have a wig here. So Tony's uh, relationship uh, with Brian has kind of gone the shitter. Since, uh, ooh, this is a nice one. What is <laughs> this? And it smells really nice, too. It I does gotta smell admit. Kind of nice. Did you like scalp a woman for this? No. Thing? It's good. Let's, it does. Yeah, let's go ahead. Song here. Oh, look at this. Sandy from oh, Grease Lightning. I feel so silky and smooth. Oh, man. Dude, you look like Kurt oh, Cobain's bass player. Oh, my God. Oh, oh right, fellow. A... We're already having problems here. <laughs> I love it. Oh, man. How's there that? You go. Oh, How's damn. That? You feel like a woman, don't you? I feel like I'm in like an 80s hair band. Dude, you literally look like you could be in Motley Crue. That's amazing. Hey, Actually, you know right? know who he looks like? He looks like you look like a millionaire that retired about 16 years ago and just gave, didn't go, doesn't give a fuck about his appearance anymore. Well, thank you oh, for bringing the wig down. I got a third of that going for me. Oh man, this is good. I like this. Oh, he's already. Yeah, it's impossible to wear wigs, isn't it? Especially with that John Luke Picard head you got. So usually when you're not here, Brian, we just polish Tony's head for fun. <laughs> we polish his head. So, so, uh, so take us from so then you move here at 18 and you wind up uh, opening up your own shop at 26. Did the personal business, did cutting hair on the side get to be so much that you were like, fuck, I just need to, 
I need to open up a shop or have that have that maturate. You know what? I was cutting hair. I was with this Russian guy and he I was cutting hair part time in his shop and I was doing screen printing during the week. And then I was I built up so many customers. I blew him out of the water because he wasn't that interested in it. I was interested in it. He just didn't care. He was like more like he was trying to make money off. He me. was like trying people. to fix people's watches oh, while yeah. he's cutting. Their cutthroat. <laughs> if if you did if you never gotten a haircut on Long Island, see this is why I went to Strong Island Styles. And nothing against the guys. They they, they do a good job and they care about you. But like when you walk into a barbershop, you want to be put at ease. You want to relax. Like sometimes you don't even want to talk. You just want to chill. Now, when you walked, I went to this guy and he was and he was a Russian and he was a Jewish dude. Awesome guy. Cut my hair for three or four years. One, I never could understand what he was saying in the chair. So every conversation we had was awkward. <laughs> 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 I was like, yeah, your brother is the uh, magician. No, and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like he thinks my brother's a magician. My mom's CEO of fucking uh, Washington Mutual <laughs> Bank. My dad's, a you know, uh, works in the, the gold rush, you know, over in Alaska. Because I just say yes to whatever the fuck he yeah, says. Yeah, because you just want to get it over with. Like, you, you still up a red flamethrower, no? And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. I fucking... Brian literally just dropped I his mic off. I got so excited. Well, it's actually nice to see people laugh because we always just talking to microphones and we and we never see actually people listen to the podcast. So yeah. it's like, I guess we. But that's the cool thing about him. Like I remember, audience. like when I used to go in there, like you would wait sometimes forty five minutes to get in this chair because yeah. everybody wanted to get in there. I talk but, a lot though too. I talk to everybody. We laugh. We have a good time. I give everybody, I give everybody like advice on like uh, girls and all these little kids tell me their stories about their girlfriends and this and that. And I'm like, bro, wait till you get older. I was like, when you get like 27, 28, it gets so easy. I said, the girls just fall on your lap. Just wait till you get older. Yeah. Well, it does help when you own your own barbershop and you're rolling around and, and you have some nice Not really. things. You could you know? be anybody and be 28, 29. Every girl wants to get wifed up and ga- engaged. And so I feel like it's so much easier when you get these kids are 21. And the girls that are 21, they like dating a guy who's 27, you know? Yep. They no. always like older guys. Yeah. So, so I said, I, I gave this kid advice the other day. I said, dude, wait, <laughs> give it like three, four years. Enjoy your career. Go do Take your career to the next level, maybe go to college, whatever, but stop crying over a girl who's 21. When you're 27, you'll be knocking them down left and right. And you don't want to get hitched up when you're 21 anyway. Nothing's no. going to go. Well, what do we live in, Alabama? <laughs> what do you mean? I, if I get down there, they're like, I got married at 21, got four kids, work at the work at the power plant. You know, like I ran into these people when I was uh, over in the Dominican Republic on vacation. I ran into this couple, guys from uh, Arkansas. He's 24 years old. He's been married for four years. How old is he? 24. He's been Dude, married see, for four years. Listen, I don't care. I but even... down there, it's 1962, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Wait, where is he from? Arkansas? Arkansas, yeah. You do actually know another uh, stupid random fact. If you say Arkansas in the uh, state of Arkansas, you can be brought up on charges. If you right? mispronounce the, the name of Arkansas. Oh, yeah. Sake, Trust me, Arkansas. man. I'm all, I'm all of it. This is what I know. I didn't know my math growing up, but I know these fucking random facts. Yeah. So hopefully I'll be on Jeopardy one day, but you know, I That's don't think Alex can funny. handle me. I don't think he can handle me. So you open up the store and you start. What do you? Of course, you start small. You got the shop over at Strong Island Styles. Yeah, what gave was, you the idea for Strong Island Styles? Though? All right. So when I was younger, I started a small clothing line called Strong Island Styles. I used to do screen printing. So what I did was I made my own T-shirts and stuff, and I put them on hoodies. And when I was going to Nassau for liberal arts, I was selling sweatshirts <laughs> out of the back of my trunk yeah. that I thought were cool. They said Strong Island Styles. Now I look at it, I shake my head, I go, Oh, my oh yeah. God, do can't. you? I, I was going to ask oh. you, do you like the name or no? No. See, even now, two years ago when we were renovating, I always renovate now, and I like changing things up i said damn i hate the name and some old some old mega like uh successful rich guy said you can't change your name he no. goes i don't care how dorky it sounds to you he goes you don't think things sound dorky to people that have owned businesses for a lot of years i said but the problem was i own the i came up with the name in in 1999 and i yeah. i'm and i i filed for a permit to own the name and then in 2006 when i opened the barbershop i had like two days to come up with something so i said i'll just call it strong on styles for now 
And then now, like with social media and stuff, and everybody just knowing me as that, I can't change it. It's paralysis by analysis, though. We tried to change our name yeah, after after so our annoying. account on Comfortable Couch got hacked. Yeah, we literally how long, how many months did we spend trying to? And we came up with oh, uh, we're like uh, sloppy seconds, uh, you know, uh, yeah. double dare. Uh, that's a TV show. It's like, and you come up with all these fucking. I have to admit, in complete full disclosure, I wanted to tell you this. Yeah. The name actually kept me away for a couple of years. Oh, I'm sure it does to a lot of people, especially in the beginning. It was it was weird because because I no well, I don't like, but that's also being insecure with myself. I'll I guess it shit. was like it was like it it made people uh like it was unapproachable. It also like turned people. They were like Strong it wasn't Island. like no, it wasn't like as me. Like I was so anti like uh Jersey Shore and all. It's got that connotation towards it. So you are like. I'm not one of those fucking guys. And then next thing I know, I'm Bri Biz haircut and I'm yeah. slaying it. And I'm like, I'm never getting another haircut that's from another what it was. place. Like, that's, I wanted a good again. haircut. I knew and, where to get it. But like, know? even after I went to Bri's place, it's because I've been going to Brian's place for like five years now. Yeah. When I first started going, uh, people were like, oh man, your hair looks awesome. Where'd you get it cut? And I'm like, it's strong on those And they'd be like, where? Say Bri Biz. Yeah. And not to mention, dude, strong on styles. If you changed it to something else, if you did to something else, you would probably be unhappy with that name now. Absolutely. You just got to stick to your guns I sometimes. I have no choice. Yeah, I have to keep Even if I, even if it, like, labels me and people say, what is that name? Like, I've had a million people come in there and say that to me. Older people especially that are, like, innocent. They're like, Strong Island. I used to, like, drive by and see the sign. I'm like, that sounds crazy. Like, what, like, what is that? And I'm just like, yeah, when I was a kid, I liked it. And now, now it's just our sign, you and know? that's even before um, – when you made the name, that's before YouTube channels, social media. So, like, <laughs> when we were making our name, we had to go through all this shit. Yeah. Okay? Like, we had to go through this thing. It was like, we put in all our names. Like, oh, it's taken on YouTube, taken on Instagram, taken on this. So, now when you make a name, you got to go through 18 check marks before you can go, okay, this is our name. Not some asshole picking his nose in Ohio has the name of our show right. and can sue us later. Like, so just Crazy. think about think of yourself kind of lucky that you just stuck to your guns. I think that was the best move that no, you could have made. I, nothing I, I could have named it would have accepted all the stuff we've done in the past. Like, how could we change a name to it? Like, what, what would it, you know, it's just like what does hard. encompass it? I bet you were like Island Styles. How, hey, guys, how I'm does Island to Styles sound? Strong, but then I like the strong. I was like, maybe I could call it strong something. Just I don't even know. Nah, I think it. everybody experiences that, though, as far as like, you know, feeling kind of corny about stuff you did back in the day. Of course. Like, I was thinking about this a couple of nights ago. Like, imagine if you were like one of these B-rated movie stars. I don't mean like a really great movie. I mean like one of the guys who had like a half, you know, a quarter part in a movie. And then you got to come home from the bar, from like dinner, like you're married 20 years later for the rest of your life and turn on like TBS. And there you are like falling down the stairs. Charles in charge. Saying some nerdy yeah. shit on TV. You know? <laughs> you're so right. You're, your wife's like, yeah, there he is at the bar. You're the uh, bartender in Three's company. You're like, yeah, no. <laughs> well, just no. like, yo, take, right? take this, like take your, a, your, like your first couple of AOL names. Oh like, my God. I was AOL. like, what was, your, what was your first AOL name? Oh Do you remember? Oh my God. I'm trying to think. Strong my, Island Brian, maybe? My, oh. Mine was uh, Stockboy82. Stockboy. <laughs> Stockboy, because I was a Stockboy at Food Basket. So this is what yeah. I'm saying. If somebody gave Stock me X Boy amount 80. of money and was like, yo, go name a store, it yeah. would have been like, Big Balls, 88. Yeah. You know, like, oh my so, God. You're, so you're lucky you just stuck with it. Because what was your it, AOL name, by the I way? I didn't have one of those. Oh, I yeah. didn't have that shit. Uh, no. Tony's was uh, Duster, 88. Yeah, mine was... Uh, Rat Tail Duster, 88. I didn't even understand AOL. Like, I knew basically what it was. But I went over to my friend's house and he had it. He was like, he's like, hey, you can talk to random people on here in these chat yeah. rooms. And I'm like, why? 
Yeah. I'm like, what do I care what that P- By the way, have you ever seen Chat Roulette? It was popular like five or six years ago. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, just dudes snapping their carrots. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's all it was. Yeah. That's all it was. Every perv for a fucking thousand mile radius was like, oh, yeah, now, now somebody gets to actually watch me snap my carrot. Yeah. Because everybody thought, hey, I'll go on here and Riley Reed will be, you know, getting naked in front <laughs> Dude, of it. And that you're just is like, such a fucking pisser. You know, everybody <laughs> oh. snapped a carrot. That's and how so about true. like with the days of AOL? You'd go on the computer and like you'd try to like watch something and the computer would start loading. You'd be like, shh. And like eight minutes later, the thing would start. I'd be like, Why are we sitting here? Start punching the freaking computer. Yeah, really? Um, <laughs> what's the what's your least favorite hairstyle? Uh, my least favorite hairstyle is like say like. Hmm, I don't know. It's a tough one right now. I think like mohawky, like still like kind of like juiced up kids that go to like techno parties in the city that with the half fro hawk mohawk. yeah it's like corny to me now. I'm just, now I I'll had, do it, but I had the now it's so funny how some. Hairstyles. You got to retire hairstyles. Oh, yeah. So I had the, uh, I like to call it uh, the Sonny Bono's kids haircut. You know, uh, you know his, le- his lesbian daughter who's now oh, a man yeah. with the flip up in the yeah. front. So like. That was like the early 2000s. Fry from oh, Futurama. Dude, it's, yeah. I look back Everybody at pictures and it's so bad because it was like, it was like all matted in the front and then just spiked in the front. And then like the dudes who didn't do it right, who just had, it almost looked like. Like the flames on the back of Guy Fieri's shirt, where right. they just had the <laughs> the clump, where yeah. they had the clumps of fucking spikes in the front, and it's just like I remember I dyed my hair at one point. Yeah. I was in like I was a lifeguard. Worst fucking haircut in the world. Well, the show's over, folks, but the party doesn't stop there. Go to Instagram at Loose Cannon Comics and check us out. Go to SoundCloud.com or your podcast function on your iPhone. Put in Loose Cannon Comics and get ready to laugh. Also, go to YouTube.com, Loose Cannon Comics. Subscribe to our show to laugh once a week, each week. We'll see you next time, guys. And remember, keep your dick out of the dirt.